stands oh, after God. dark and it's been like five minutes and everything's already chaotic and falling apart. Because uh, I'm here this week. Yeah. yeah. I know nothing. we have a full crew this time. You know, uh, and we should oh, say wow. this, the, the public on the Instagram voting in the polls of who's chaos crew, who's wholesome, pretty good. Amber, you snuck into you snuck out the how, team wholesome. How is this? How many more murders do I have to commit on stream, you guys? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tell me the number. Well, it was 50-50, though, wasn't it, last time? It, it was pretty, it was pretty close. close. What is this? Close. You <laughs> have invisible sun. just telling me that I can get away with anything yeah. I want. <laughs> it gets blamed on me, is what happens. Yeah. 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 Uh, for anyone who has no idea what we're talking about, uh, Rainey uh, ran some recent polls on our Instagram based on some some conversations we've been having about which of us fall under Team Wholesome and which of us fall under Team Chaos. Uh, despite the fact that all of us in one way or another are truly Team Chaos, we believe there is a 50-50 split. The public and our Instagram followers do not. Oh, disagrees. It was, no, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Jess is unanimously wholesome. I believe what? so right now, yeah. I what about that? Mads and <laughs> True. Chay, Mads like, murdered a child? Okay, okay. I understand, but like, Chay oh, didn't... You literally uh, were like murdering people with a cannon of fire. No, no she shot at some sniper. rocks. Yeah, she no, actually, she did kill the maximum amount of people. Uh, <laughs> no, no. They I can see that Jess is horrified there. every time. Yeah. One it just shows it shows Jess's Jess's actual true character shows through. I know because Matt tries, tries to play, to play a bully, right? But then I ended up befriending like the little kid. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not about Jess's characters; it's about Jess. <laughs> exactly. Fair. Fair. Uh, Which is why Troy, you are the unanimous chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Chaotic, stupid baby. <laughs> Uh, uh, Ray, thank you for noticing. We are all very dapper today uh, because oh, today is the first. Not me, <laughs> not me either. You're dapper in spirit. Yeah. Um, we because today is the first actual play session of Good Society. After yeah. there you go. After character creation last time. What's up? Um, so if I, I if if y'all are cool, I'm gonna go around the chat here and ask you guys to give a quick overview of your character. I'm just gonna go from how my screen looks. So below me on stream, next to me in chat, Troy, uh, tell us about your character. So my character tonight is Windrith Ellingsworth. Uh, Windrith is a foreigner. She is from a yet-to-be-determined Scandinavian country. I think we can leave that ambiguous. Just say Scandinavia. Yeah. Scandinavia. Just Scandinavia. She's from Scandinavia. Um, she is 24 years old, and her and her family, she has four younger brothers, uh, her father and her mother. They recently moved to uh, present location. <laughs> England. This is England. Cornwall. Cornwall. Yeah. Generic England countryside. Yes. yes. And they are trying to acclimate to good society. Um Windrith is having a tough time doing that because a lot of the, a lot of her personality traits, a lot of her character attributes um, were, you know, valuable and like important where she came from with her culture, but here they're almost like frowned upon, right? Like what is this like hardworking, like dirt under the fingernails having woman with sweat on her brow? Like this is not po proper, right? Um, her father was injured in the war and he, for lack of a better term, he got like a TBI or something to that effect. So he's nonverbal and he needs Engine. help like getting dressed, eating, that kind of stuff. Oh. Um, 
so she very much has taken on the role of kind of the the man of the family if you will she takes care of her younger brothers and helps her mom who's just like completely exhausted with life um and she has uh she was in the military as well she was a uh she was a kennel master stable master she was a stable master so she took care of all of the horses the military horses she was responsible for you know feeding them keeping them healthy um uh training them that kind of stuff um she has since moving here fallen in love with edith harcourt um she edith is the most beautiful person she's ever laid her eyes on uh she reminds her uh of a world before the war before everything got shitty when things were simpler and everything seemed to make sense um, back before that invasion of scandinavia yeah <laughs> it happened in and, the 1840s uh, and she's uh, also befriended Catherine, who raises horses um, and breeds horses, so they get along well there. Um, she doesn't know uh, Xavier probably too well, and she doesn't know Lord Remington too well either, except as Catherine's dad. Uh, sorry, uh, Edith's dad. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm also going to try to play Windrith with like an Irish accent, so we'll see how that works. Irish Go easy on me, everyone. That was the yeah. Uh, right. That was really uh, good, Troy. Uh, yeah. uh, Rainy. <clears throat> yes, so Troy's character, uh, Windrith, mentioned that she'd fallen in love with my character, Edith. I am playing Edith Harcourt, a uh, 16-year-old heiress of the Harcourt uh, family. Uh, however, I've lived my entire 16-year life relatively sheltered uh, under the tutelage and um, care of multiple governesses and uh, what, um, what would it be like? Not maids, but um, you know, just yeah, the help. The help, you and know what maids, I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As um, as my father, mm-hmm. Lord Remington, has uh, gone on his journeys following my mother's passing. Um, so my life has mostly been uh, it, it's been kind of split, where I have been raised to be the perfect little lady, uh, in expectation of my coming of age ceremony which is uh when they're going to pair me off and i am uh desirable only in that i come from old money and that means a lot of money for a doubt uh like a dowry um, and actually the peerage too because uh just to add to that not to interrupt but yeah lord remington's a lord uh, yeah yes but that's yeah, so there's a still... title yep uh that comes with um my hand um so that is basically all young edith has known however uh, being a 16-year-old girl and being raised by governesses and uh, the the handmaids and whatnot of her family's estate, um, she does try and get out and, you know, mingle and um, have her fun, which has led to things like her meeting Windrith and uh, dabbling with the, the kind of woman who gets her hands dirty and mucking stalls. And uh, lots of questions have come up from that uh, relationship. <laughs> Um, as well as, um, she's been observing her current governor, uh, Xavier's, um, (laughs) pensions, uh, and interesting relationship with, uh, an older widowed woman. Um, so, huh? It's a secret. She's not not widowed. She was never married. Oh, that's right. That's right. Martha. Uh, that's right. Um, however, 
please, Xavier, you I can't know. keep it's, secrets it's from well me. The, the, the <laughs> two of us, uh, listen, you know some of my secrets. I know some of yours. That's how uh, this relationship works. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the worst so, yeah. kept secret in all of good society. Speaking of the worst kept secret, Jess, you want to tell us about Xavier? Sure. Uh, I am playing Xavier Delquath, um, a young 23-year-old boy. Um, He is the son of a butler um, and who was a butler of a very noble, wealthy family. Um, So Xavier grew up very educated, um, but not so well off. Um, And uh, he um, spent a lot of his time kind of... uh, being a governor and educating and being a teacher to the the noble family's children. And um, he is here to kind of, under the guise of kind of escorting Edith at uh, this, at these events and all of these like, you know, fancy times, but he is really here to see his um, secret lover, soon to be hopefully fiance and uh, who he will marry this much older, wealthier, very strong personality woman Um, (laughs) uh, yes and that is why he is here yes right and amber tell us about Catherine. i'm playing Catherine ives Catherine is new money uh her grandfather was poor he was a he was a stable hand um and worked with horses all his life doing the kind of work that windrith does now except um, he eventually saved up enough money to purchase some of his own horses and uh, started breeding them. And they're fantastic. They won races and whatnot. And sort of from there, uh, he launched a very desirable um, uh, like breeding business. And now the Ives horses are kind of famous throughout England. Uh, there are Ives horses in the King's stables. It's made them quite a lot of money. So while Catherine never had to muck a stall in her life, it's not so long ago that members of her family did so she's in a she's in a weird between place she's lived a lot of personal privilege but she um was taught by people who have a more rounded uh and grounded view of the world she um she loves working with the horses as well doesn't do any of the dirty stuff but you know she likes to take them out for rides she brushes them she works and trains with them this is how she met windrith and they get they get along well um and uh she uh recently well the family's been doing very well with money but the something they haven't acquired yet is uh, access to the peerage. And they managed to pull that off within, uh, with Catherine's marriage. She was married to a baron um, less than six months ago. And her husband died very shortly oh. after their marriage. <laughs> Strange. Oh, no. Um, but, poor, but poor fortunes. Yeah, what poor. poor fortunes. So Catherine, um, the poor thing, recently widowed. Uh, she must just must be she must be lost back in society without her husband whatever is she going to do of course that's why she's keeping herself so busy watching over her little brother who is just making his uh his entrance into the good society um her little brother paul is is a is a naive eager to please puppy dog basically and uh catherine sees that the world will eat him alive without her careful protection so uh she is mostly focused on right now just keeping paul safe from these vultures (laughs) and uh from these vultures and thieves that are flocking all around him uh catherine's recent experiences and friendships like with uh windrith have given her a more pragmatic view on the world and people and she is putting that to good use protecting her brother 
she is friends with Xavier. Xavier was uh, the governor um, for uh, Paul and they're of similar ages. So, you know, they were in the same house together and uh, she, she likes, she enjoys teasing him about his nerdishness and shy ways. She's always been more of a louder, more confident personality. Um, and she does not really know Edith, though her family is probably acquainted with Edith's now working in the same sort of wealthy social circles. Um, yeah, that's, that's Catherine. All right, and Christian, who was not here last week because he was busy, I don't know, being a good dad or something. I don't remember. Well, it's ridiculous, isn't it? So, uh, tell us about your character. So I'm going to play uh, Lord Remington Harcourt, uh, who has been a very typical absentee English father uh, to Edith. Uh, Remington grew up in the peerage. He, he's a lord. He inherited his lordship uh, and with that old money. Uh, but he was not one who typically cared for the, the, um, all of this court stuff and gossip. Uh, he really wanted to kind of be out doing stuff. He was the sort of Englishman who might go climb Everest or, you know, discover something that everybody already knew about, but an Englishman discovered it. So that's what counts. Right. So, uh, that's what he really wanted to do. Um, but he did, uh, did succumb to the family pressure and get married at one point in time to a woman named Elizabeth. Uh, and from that, they had uh, a daughter, Edith, although Elizabeth passed away in childbirth. And uh, after that, uh, partially perhaps from a broken heart, but partially also because he had, quote unquote, done his duty, uh, Remington just took off, uh, left everything in the hands of his trusty solicitor, Joffrey, who Troy is going to play, uh, and also Xavier to tutor his daughter. And he's been out having adventures and stuff. Uh, you know, he checks in once in a while, sends some letters and parks, parks at home at the family manor. But for the most part, he's been on the road. All right. That's about it. Um, yeah. So a couple of quick things about good society for folks that might not have been here last time. This is a diceless game. Not a single one of us has dice in front of us, nor will we need to use them at any point. I mean, I have dice in front of me. I mean, well, yeah. I was going to say, we all do. There's all these dice within arm's reach. Okay. So, no dice that we need uh, tonight. <laughs> Let me specify. Uh, everything is taken care of used using something called resolve tokens. Um, these are things that you can give to someone to have something happen to their character. Uh, for example, if someone is riding in a carriage on their way to an important event, someone else could say, oh, wouldn't it be awful if your carriage broke down and maybe late to the event? Um, and so that person that proposed the idea would give a resolve token to the person it happened to. So there will always be the same amount uh, in circulation. They will just bounce between players as things happen. Um, and I do have a few uh, resolve tokens of my own as the facilitator. Um, and so we will be able to, to kind of use those to cause chaos uh, throughout. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing we have is monologue tokens. Um, monologue tokens are something that you, you, you throw at another player at a perfectly dramatic moment and that character drops what they're doing and monologues. Doesn't matter how you want to do it. Wonderful. It's a monologue. It, it, you could freestyle rap for all I care. It is just a beautiful, dramatic My Scottish monologue. Brogue. 
I thought uh, more like the record scratch. So I bet you're wondering how I ended up here. Oh, <laughs> or just like the Morgan Freeman voice, right? Captain Remington was, was not, in fact, okay. Enough. Yeah, he was not okay. <laughs> Christian, I hear Remington, and all I think is Remington Steel, like every time. I keep thinking of that name too, actually. Yeah. And oh that's God, not, dude. I just like, I wanted just like a, like a, what's a total like name some douchey English lord who went off say, into like the jungle would English, have. Right? Yeah. But. I don't know if you've watched Penny Dreadful, but you're basically playing Malcolm Murray, but like less. I haven't watched it yet. Yes, yes, very true. (laughs) Terrible father. (laughs) Just left it to go gallivanting in Africa. (laughs) Penny Dreadful is great. Penny Dreadful is a great show. Yeah, yeah, very good. Watch that. It's on my Netflix. I stole the last name of the main character. (laughs) Oh Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) I did. Um, the other the other major thing about Good Society, as was alluded to uh, by Christian mentioning a character Troy is playing, everyone has two characters, their player character and a connection. Uh, everyone plays their own character, but they also play someone else's connection. For example, Amber has her character, Catherine. Her connection is Paul, who's being played by Rainey, and so on and so forth. So I, as the facilitator, don't do much. Well, no. I said the same. I, Please, I, I did the hardest job of all reining us in into a cohesive story. That I attempt to wrangle these fools. Not going to happen. It's, it's not, but, but hey, you know what? I'm wearing a spiffy shirt today. Maybe it'll give me power. I don't know yet. I Sarah, just, you're going to get the full avatar. You need an ascot. See? Like, this is same. You might have a nice no. shirt. I have an ascot. So it's like shirt, ascot. I, I also have a vest. And I am an ass hat, which is slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> Similar, but different. <laughs> this is, you know, maybe, maybe right, Amber. Maybe I do have the hardest job. <laughs> the hardest <tonight>. job. <laughs> mm-hmm. So without further ado, let's let's start this off with a novel chapter. As mentioned at the end of the last session, we are at the harvest festival. It is a a time of celebration uh, for the wealthy, for all of the hard work that the people that work on their land put into that they truly should reap the rewards for, obviously. There There are booths of food and games for the kids, and there's rumors of horse racing happening sometime later in the festival and there's there's part, there's a circus there the scandal all sorts of strange fun frivolities frivolities and fuckeries oh that's what i should have called frivolities? this series damn frivolities it frivolities and fuckeries, and fuckeries? Damn. that's what it's going up on as you in youtube that's that is exactly like what yes. this game is Amazing. episode one frivolities and fuckeries yep. but spelled the weird way so sorry yeah. let us know what, how to spell fukari uh, i wrote it down um so we spelt it uh f-u-c-q-u-i-e-r-e-h yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> where the H is from, I have no idea. Yeah, I lost that. Okay, <laughs> it's a French thing. End. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Not a sticky note, which means that's <laughs> how it French happens. People right now. We love the French. Love listen, my name is Rene Lego. So, like, listen, we can roast. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about my name. So, <laughs> 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 that's right. You all know where to find us. It's fine. So, 
as we uh, kind of spin down towards the harvest festival, uh, what do we see first? I'll let you guys decide this one. I'll say this, not Edith. She's making a grand entrance a little later. I was just going to say, I'm wherever Edith is, so. All right. Maybe you're trying to get me ready. You're like, it's 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 about six p.m. Like we we are now ten minutes late. <laughs> I've I been can... putting the pins in my hair to keep it up, and I'm like, I'm I'm just I've been spending fifteen minutes painting that little dot on my cheek. Just that little. Edith, Not you, quite you right. No, no, I'm sure it's fine. You look wonderful, but really, it will it will take some time to get there, and um, you know meet everyone and I'm sure the, the things have started soon. You're missing out on all the activities. <laughs> the things yes, well, but the more the more Barnard squirms in waiting and anticipation, the better. I will enjoy it so much more. Bernard is very nice, isn't he? He is a gentleman, if that is what you mean. Well, sure, isn't that what you want? <laughs> well, uh, there are expectations. What I want does not really come into the equation. Xavier, you know this. Sorry, I just took it away. But I don't. I don't know where everyone is. What I what I want is to see those incredibly uh, dangerous circus performers. That sounds fun. Edith, what? you know we should avoid dangerous. We should avoid that. Oh, please. How many opportunities in my life are, am I going to have to be that close to such... Hopefully none! ...strange people? Oh, well, it's good to broaden your experiences, that's true. Plus, I want to ask them how expensive it is to hire them, or perhaps even buy them outright. I heard my father's going to be back, so... Joffrey just like I, looks concerned in all jo directions. Joffrey in the corner. Joffrey's <laughs> like looking at his neck and looking at you like, no. <laughs> it's I just that sweat. Just rips off a fucking checkbook page and just. <laughs> He's wiping himself with money. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I will just pretend that I have heard none of this, Edith. <clears throat> Very well. I guess we should go. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. But I'm not arriving at the, yeah, whoever's. Speaking of Edith, Joffrey kind of like heads over to you and he says, uh, your father uh, should be here shortly. Uh, he has instructed for me to get him in the uh, carriage. So I will, uh, I will be back shortly and uh, expect to see your father and please smile and act happy and all that good stuff. After all, it's been some time since he's seen you last. And I him. Very well, I'm off with, Business as always, and I head that way to go get Remington. All right. So as as Edith and Xavier prepare to, well, as Xavier prepares to get Edith out the door, um, we we kind of leave the the Remington Manor and make our way towards the fairgrounds, uh, where I would say there's a very good chance that. Let's see. Who who would how early does Catherine show up to places? Uh Catherine and Paul are early. 
Catherine has towed is on her on her brother's arm, seeing as how she has no husband to cling to <laughs> right now. But she is leading Paul. Make no mistake, she's on his arm, but she is pulling him around. <laughs> He's on her arm. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Basically, and she's making her way uh, toward the um, the kind of like back of the cir- circus in like the, the kind of backgrounds where they keep the animals. Uh, and she's just like, um, Paul, let's go before the crowds get here. Maybe we can scout some of the talent early. Talking about horses, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and. Yeah, Paul adores his sister, Catherine. She is a, a, like a superhero to him. So he looks and says, uh, you know, I've got an eye for the, the horses. He's like, uh, I don't I don't think they're going to have any real contenders. He says, all draft horses, a lot of them carrying the heavy equipment. Well, you never know. Sometimes it's just one or two qualities you're after. You know what dad says. Talents can come in odd places. He was quite the experimentalist with the breeding. Horses. We leave that hanging there just for a minute. <laughs> horses. horses. <laughs> well, uh. the Lord knows that he's better at matching horses than he is at matching people. Mm. <laughs> well, we have a, we, luckily, thanks to you, sister, we have a fresh start in that regard. I suppose we do. <laughs> I think everybody's looking at you this season, though, Paul. Yeah, and at that, he kind of uh, <laughs> head down, like kick, kicks a rock, and uh, just kind of says, "Like, um, I'd like to establish myself more among the men of the society and make a name for myself, if if possible." Before you know, you're not missing out on much, to be honest. I've uh, met quite a few of the men last season, and. Uh, None are particularly impressive. Well, that bodes all the better for me. I can rise in their ranks. A few good social outings, gambling performances, showing my prowess among the horses and- Oh, uh, (laughs) Like he's so hopeful that he's not just gonna get swindled. And he's just like, let me prove it to you, sister. Just Paul, remember we're we're already very rich. You don't need to prove anything to anyone. I do often forget Fucking that. good society. <laughs> <laughs> God damn and it. some of these gentlemen are neither gentle, and I question whether or not they're men. <laughs> I I believe I can judge character for myself. What I'm saying then, is, she yeah, kind he, of pulls he, him up short, and she adjusts yeah, his, he, his ascot and says, "What I'm saying is that you're the best of them, and you should never forget that." Yeah, and like he notices what he said, like, and he just kind of like bites his tongue. Mm-hmm. Yes, sister. Right. Let's go see the horses. So I would say at this point, it probably uh, probably pans over to uh, Windrith and the uh, small village of Scandinavian folk that follows her everywhere. What if Wind- <laughs> Windrith would probably be at the at the thing already, right? Yeah. So Windrith is already at the. Uh, the Maybe she has like a. Like you picked up a it? side gig here, yeah. Yeah, maybe she's, she's working like a stall or like selling vegetables or something. You betcha. Yep. So yeah. she's she's getting ready to she's getting ready to work with the horses. So she's gonna be she's gonna be helping some of the 
uh, maybe not the Ives horses. I don't know. That's up to you, Catherine, if you want me helping in your stable, but, or maybe I'm just kind of organizing a place. There are any for Ives horses, horses here right now. These are horses that have come on the road. These are carny horses. I'm just checking oh, okay. them out. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, I'm working with the carny horses right now, or I'm, I'm about to, but um, the whole family is, is coming up to the, I guess the fairground. And I just want to make a note that when you were inspecting the horses, Catherine, uh, you did see one exceptionally well-bred stallion. Just a ping eyes on that one. His name was Remington. <laughs> this is not a horse. No, just just I'm just saying. Now continue. <laughs> um, so, so they don't have a carriage or anything. They're they're pretty dirt poor. All they have is their little plot of land in their small shack of a house. Um, but you see her four younger brothers, who are ages like 17 to probably five. Um, and, uh, her mom and her dad and, um, they're, they're, the mom and the dad are kind of helping, I'm sorry, the mom and Windrith are kind of helping the dad kind of get along as they're walking at a slow pace. And they come up to the fairground as everybody is kind of setting up their various stalls. And, um, you know, you have some of the performers like carriages arriving and they're pitching tents and everything, all of the grandiose things that are, that are happening before the festival begins. And uh, she looks to her dad as they sit down at a little like table area and the other three little kids run off and start playing in the grass and stuff. And she looks at her dad and she says, hi dad, imagine how beautiful this place would be if it weren't for all the people. She just kind of like looks out on the, uh, you know, the green fields and stuff that they're setting up the, uh, the stuff in. And she says, well, Mama, watch Pa. I've got to be off. I've got to go and work the stables. I'll be back. Your your mom kind of gives you the the, the the normal little squeeze of the shoulder that she gives you. Just, hey, dear, just um, keep an eye on your brothers, would you? I can't let him go run off too far in a place like this. She says, yeah. Hey, Connor, make sure... Make sure Philip doesn't eat any more dirt. <laughs> and she just like looks at like her little brother who's at this point like balls deep in mud, just, just shoveling dirt in his face. I was just gonna say, uh, Philip, the five-year-old, just looks up, just very offended, just it was a pie. <laughs> right out, Philip, right out. As you were, as you were, soldier. And she kind of like marches, marches off towards the uh, stables and she looks back and she gives her dad like one last kind of like just it's it's a warm but it's a lonely smile that she gives to her father and then as she starts to work with the shit speaking of shit um you hear (laughs) you hear you hear someone walking down and be like oh excuse me pardon me yes pardon me yes okay and a very large like 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 kind of chubby, greasy-looking guy. He's got a very, very long greasy. mustache that kind of droops. And you, do you know how some people like they can be wearing very expensive clothes, but they still just look awful, regardless. Like a mess, just an absolute. Just mess. regardless, <laughs> like just looks like you know two pounds of shit in a one-pound bag. That's that's Ludwig. Okay, he's he's dressed perfectly, expectably well, but he still looks like shit. Uh, and and he just um he sees Windrith, you know, working, beginning to work the stables, and he just kind of stands there and. <clears throat> <laughs> Windrith doesn't pretend. Uh, <laughs> Windrith stops what she's doing. She stops what she's doing, and there's a quick moment in her head that goes through, like maybe how she would react if this was home. And then she's like, "I need to be." Then I kill I this man with his shovel. My family. Yeah, with the, the and then she turns. Right? And she, 
she turns and she looks at him and she says, Oh, Ludwig. Um, good afternoon, good afternoon, Winders. How are you? I'm all right, just work in the stables with the horses. I know we're short on rent, but uh, after today we should we should be squared away. I'll make sure you get your money. After today, then very good. You know, it's uh <clears throat> I don't mind having <clears throat> helped out your family and all, uh, especially your dad. But uh, you know, I just um I feel bad for you, you know, it's such a such a lovely lady, Karen, such a burden on your shoulders. She looks at him and she says, I'm afraid you don't know the half of it, but we appreciate your kindness. I, I could know more if you would consider what we've talked about. She kind of like, Creeper. Her, face, her face starts to get a little bit red. Um, maybe if Ludwig is not a perceptive fellow, he might think that she's He's blushing. Not. None of these guys yeah. are. So, so he actually he gets totally is like vibe. he sees her yeah. blush and he's like, "Yes, okay." But uh, she says, uh, "I'm sorry. I've just been so busy with the farm and with Pa and with the family. I, I haven't had much time to give your offer a genuine thought. Um, I, I best be going though, Ludwig. I'm sorry. I've got lots of work to do, but in, enjoy the time while you're here at the festival." All right, fair enough. Well, we'll, uh, we'll talk again then. Aye. Aye. Until then. Aye. And, just... and she starts cleaning some horses' hooves. And when Ludwig's out of earshot, she just like looks up the horse and she's like, fucking beasts. <laughs> she starts <laughs> raping the hooves. <laughs> you, you swear for a second the horse laughs. <laughs> it just it doesn't like exhale through the nose and you're like that's my man yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i like it i love it uh, at this point things are starting to pick up there are people are all at all the stalls and you can start to hear music playing uh from one of the uh entertainment choices for the night um and i believe it might be around this point that edith and xavier make their way to the festival yes well <laughs> is are we in the same carriage as Remington and Joffrey? You actually have not no? seen uh, Joffrey or Remington, okay. no. It's just okay. the two of you uh, in the carriage okay. for now. Okay. Uh, then yeah, I, I imagine a very um, exaggerated <laughs> exit of the carriage. <laughs> um, I would assume, I don't want to put this in, you know, tell I would assume Xavier gets out first. Yep, and, yep opens yep. the door. Oh, yes, come <laughs> Make Xavier take off his jacket, throw it on the mud so you can walk across the jacket. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he no. puts the jacket back on. No, the, the Harcourt carriages are very nice so that they have this little roll-up mat next to ah. the inside of the door. Mm. So you open up the door and it rolls out on its own. Uh, and then once Edith makes her way across, uh, the person driving it has to roll it back up and shut it behind the door. <laughs> Also, I believe we discussed this last session. Um, Edith is spoiled rotten and, you know, um, expects the best at all times, but she also uh, is charitable. That's her positive um, reputation thing. And she was the one who looked at Xavier and was like, you cannot be wearing that. Of course not. Let's go get you nicer clothes. And so she would never say, take that off and put it in the mud. She's, you know, she's personally invested in Xavier's um, it's your project. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To her, it's, it's like project. it's fun. It's fun to like play, you know, uh matchmaker for this 20-something-year-old man. Um, you know, so to Edith, it's very funny that that's uh 
but she would she would never ask him to do that so yeah uh hand on his hand steps out very you know uh elegantly and and just observes just we get like a nice uh panoramic like sweeping shot of just like the fairgrounds right like a big tent in the stalls and we have kids running around like apple barrels or something you know what i mean um and edith just looks and just goes like oh my this is going to be fun and she just <laughs> gives a very uh dangerous smirk to xavier <laughs> oh yeah well well we'll just say i lost you <laughs> oh we no both- no's we will do our thing as long as you're safe. Um, yeah, it, I will find Martha. You will stay safe, hopefully. Yeah, and I look, Edith looks at Xavier and says, Yes, of course, you lose me, Xavier. Uh, let's go find you, your friend Martha. Yes, wonderful. Yeah, meanwhile, like you're like taking a grand look around, and like Xavier's just like frantically looking at like all of the people <laughs> trying to find Martha in the crowd. The clothes are very tight here. Is trying to look his best up. He's feeling pretty good though. Nice clothes, you know. He's he's feeling spiffy today. Yeah, spiffy. Yeah. I like Ludwig. <laughs> speaking speaking of, uh, where where might Xavier find Martha? Oh, Martha is at an apple stall right now. Uh, she's an older woman. Uh, none, and she she's. She's a well we considered a spinster by now for at 40. Uh never married. She is very wealthy though. Um and has managed to avoid the need of such things uh thus far in her life. Um she is striking. She has a she has a noble bearing. She holds her head high. Uh she's dark raven hair, dark eyes. Um and she's at an apple stall right now inspecting an apple. Uh, she's wearing a very expensive gown. It's made out of uh, fine silks, definitely imported, and no corset. Uh, that's my Martha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think I see her, Edith. Um, maybe we'll go that way first to start, and then we can make your rounds of where you'd like to go. Do not worry about me, Xavier, of course. And uh, I... I walk in the direction, I walk with you in the direction of Martha and like make sure that like in Edith's eyes, I want to make sure she sees me with you and then casually let you off my arm and pretend to be like, oh, look at this interesting uh, scarf. And I pick up like this like <laughs> poorly made. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I just pick something up, like look very confused and just, you know, when, and then like I nudge you. Oh, oh all right. And uh, I guess uh, she'll uh, make her way, to, or he'll make her way to Martha. Martha turns she, around before you can before you can announce yourself. Um, apple in hand, meets your meets your gaze. Looks totally unsurprised to see you here. Um, raises the apple slowly and takes a bite. Ooh, menacing with lich like power. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. The apple withers in her grass. <laughs> <laughs> the side jokes that are going on right now. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think Martha should have a vineyard. Our shtick is we're Rhode Island based, and like Martha's vineyard, I think is Mass, but it's close enough. Her, you know, her family owns several vineyards. <laughs> That's where she got her money from. Yep. That and, and also it's old money too. This wine is well established. 
Martha's uh, family vineyard. The bishop uses are, this wine. They um they the are the, the official. Uh, they they've kind of helped sponsor the the event with their wine year after year. Uh, and they are so well off and their wine is so well respected that it has kind of helped Martha fly by a little and she uses Ooh. it. Ooh, I, I like this. What I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he just kind of comes up. He's a, a little bit calmer when he's around her and he's just like, oh, Martha, it's funny to, she's standing a little tall because of all the fancy clothes he's got on and he, hoping she'll notice. And uh, he's just like, oh, Martha, what a surprise it is to see you here. Are you, are you enjoying yourself? Oh, well, of, <laughs> of course I am, darling. It's good to see you. We uh, sponsor the festival every year, didn't you know? Oh, uh, no, I had, I had no idea. Well, that I know now. <laughs> huh. Well, okay. Um, well, I hope you have a lovely time and uh, hopefully I will see you around. Xavier. Yes. You should try the gala apples. Uh, she picks up another one and hands it to him. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he immediately tries one right away, I guess. She, can, she blows on it with her hot you can breath. taste you can taste the extra rain this season it's made a difference I think the cider is going to be superb uh he, he yeah he's just like <laughs> chewing on an apple and just staring at her. <laughs> she is enjoying how awkward he is every time so <laughs> she's like Amber, yeah I got game <laughs> like Amber, this guy's I, you you'll appreciate this and I don't think you can see chat otter poet says the vineyard symbol is a crow roosting on the bodies of their family's enemies <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's like, it looks like when it's in silhouette it's just like a mound like maybe a hill or something but like that's just the silhouette version of the logo the <laughs> <laughs> um, family crest is much more detailed Martha has a full-blown portrait in her drawing room of the actual symbol yeah you probably still okay. have some enemies heads from like way back does Martha <laughs> have any other portraits that were commissioned by anybody in particular? Oh. she's got an original Robert it is all the original race. Robert. <laughs> original Robert Neve. Just Robert. <laughs> this is the Robert. Just Robert. Did we give he's, him a last name? Uh, he's ascended to single name Hold on. Give me a minute. I'll find it. He's ascended to single name. Rob, Robert was one of the secondary characters the first time we played this. Uh, yeah, and so. Oh uh, but his 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 version of he was always painting nudes, but it was just like a stick figure with like, you know, two boobs. Just big old circles yeah. for boobs. It's and, an original okay. Robert. Of a woman holding a bowl of fruit, <laughs> as you can imagine, being a Robert, amazing. <laughs> we I also shortly after creating Robert, we found this meme. It was a like an old like like this era painting, and it was a dude that was painting in a canvas, and there was a woman that was posing on the bed, and he says, "Do you mind nudity?" And then she said, "No." The perfect, and then the, so the painter said perfect, and it and it showed the painter, and he was just bare ass naked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was, uh, Robert Davenport. That's right. Robert Davenport. Yes. An original Which Davenport. In Iowa. It's a city in Iowa. Oh, Where's that, Troy? Iowa. It is. It sounds like it some god awful place where nobody would ever want to live. <laughs> 
Yeah, especially in 1820, nobody wants to be an island. Uh, Xavier <laughs> yeah. actually, he uh, takes the apple and he's kind of like chewing on it and he kind of like looks around at all of the people and he just like not casually just makes his way, backs away, and um, blends into the crowd <laughs> with the apple and just like eating it. <laughs> yeah, she's that's, like, that's what he does. She's like, so you'll buy me a glass of cider later. It's your cider. <laughs> Disappears. I have <laughs> she just sort of chuckles and turns back to the uh, the person bending the apples and and pays them handsomely. She just sort of gives them some coins. Way more. Throws than money at yeah, them. Yeah, she throws money at them. <laughs> no object to me. <laughs> I love it. So Xavier, poor, poor, hopeless Xavier, uh, swishes his way back into the crowd. Um, uh, Windrith, uh, one of your little brothers runs up to you, um, Daniel, he is, uh, 14 and he, he kind of, uh, he just like runs up behind the stall and kind of tugs at your arm. Just the little ones want to go to the circus. Can I have a coin to take them? Did you ask Ma? She's busy dealing with Da. And we know uh, you carry the money. Jesus, Daniel. Oh. Well, I'm right. <laughs> well, well I, I can't carry it if you keep taking it all. It, all right, one coin a piece. And that's all I can spare. That's you it. You already know we're short rent. I I know. They, Play a game where you might win some of this back, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Always a good bet, your five-year-old. Gamble with the carnies. That always works out. Well. No pressure. <laughs> No pressure, Yeah, she she goes and she like digs through her coin purse and like she like empties its entire contents out into her hand and she looks at it and she's like she gets like a moment of like like worry a little bit and also like a little bit of like shame and disappointment in herself and then she puts a few of them back into the bag and she gives four coins to Daniel. Make sure you share these with your brothers. Trust me, if I didn't bring them after running up to you, they would have my head in a stick. Aye, Philip would be putting you in his next pie. <laughs> and he just makes a like, and then <laughs> kind of taps you on the arm and runs off. And you could see, you could see the other two just like cheering as he comes back and like holds up a single coin. <laughs> Daniel's definitely the little manipulative bastard. That's what yeah. he is. So He's the middle as, child. As he, as he kind of runs off, she does like, she does kind of smile a little bit. She leans a little heavily on a rake that she's been like raking and muffing the stalls with and stuff. And she just kind of like parts a little bit of the hair out of her, out of her face. Her hair is down. It's not in a ponytail. Mm. Um, and it's that really, really red curly hair that goes just past her shoulders. And as she does that, she just gets a little bit of like dirt on her forehead. Uh, I think that as Xavier dipped to talk to Martha, that would have been Edith's opportunity to go to like the stables, just like wander aimlessly, but <laughs> looking uh, for Windrith. Just looking at the oh. animals. Uh, I'll yes, say you, indeed. Edith, you see, you recognize Windrith's brothers right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they all have that same fiery red hair she does. Bunch of ginger uh, kids. But bunch of ginger <laughs> kids running around. Um, no souls. And so you see the, oh, no. the three of them running away from the veg from a vegetable stand where when with you money. turn 
There she is. Daniel's like, we got money. <laughs> we got four pence, boys. <laughs> oh, let's oh, go, lads. <laughs> um so i think i would approach right as she like wipes her hair and gets like the dirt smudged on her um and just kind of (laughs) uh watch for a moment but go ahead she she continues her work for a moment and then she maybe she just has this supernatural sense of somebody is watching her and she stops and she turns and she sees you and she's kind of taken aback a quick second um, you've noticed in the time that you've known Windrith, which is probably not super long, but she's definitely different than everybody here. But she seems like a very, very hardworking, very strong-willed person. But you always seem to catch her off guard. And she, uh, and she just kind of stops for a minute. And she's like, "Oh, um, hello, Edith. You do know this is a celebration event, right? You are supposed to be celebrating." She looks at you and she says, I'm with the finest lot of all of them. And she kind of points to the horses. Well, maybe not all of them, but, and she kind of like offers you a smile. And yes, I don't believe you've made your way and called to the Harcourt estate to check out our horses yet. I, uh, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Um, I think um, I would like to, to do that. I don't know if you have, I'm sure you have stable masters and, um, but sometimes like a second, second set of eyes can, can help out. Um, she kind of swallows hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, truth be told, I'm uh, not sure who father has hired to tend our horses. I know you spend time at the Ives, uh, the Ives place and estate. I've heard yeah the estate and I've heard that they have quite uh quite the stock um father is often talking about procuring more uh, perhaps a horse for my coming of age uh, if I can dream a little and uh she smiles it'd be, and she, a, fine, it'd be a fine a present as any fine enough for a queen oh. uh, um, and then that's actually oh god win win winnie <laughs> Catherine <laughs> hikes up her skirt and kind of walks through the mud in her her riding boots that are very very nice, <laughs> careless very, to the mud getting nice. on them. Very nice of riding boots. <laughs> very nice. Edith, I, have uh, you seen Have you seen the bay? He's magnificent. I can't believe he's with a circus. Uh, no, I I haven't had the chance. Uh, Catherine, I'll I'll make my way there in just a minute. Yes, come and take a look. Tell me what you think. All right, right, right away. Uh, Edith, it was uh, great to see you as always. Um, I'm sure I'll see you later on tonight at the festival. I Edith, won't be mucking stables all night. Edith smirks Hopefully. and uh, leans forward and just goes, you have a little something. And with like a handkerchief, just like dabs your forehead. Windrith just melts inside. <laughs> There's just... mud everywhere. You're going you're gonna to get more mud on you. Like, Lady Harcourt, where is your escort? Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Edith smirks at Catherine and just says, oh, you know, I must have left him at one of the stalls. He's probably not okay without you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I imagine- laughs at that. (laughs) Yeah, I imagine you are right. I will take my leave of you two. Enjoy investigating this bay that is so exciting. 
And I look again at uh, Catherine and I look down at her boots and I just say, I, I, she actually just- You just do that. You just do that. There's no mm, words. <laughs> yep. And pulls up her pulls up her dress and begins to retreat. With better boots embroidered yes. with platinum. <laughs> just covered in pearls. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy boots with uh, spurs on them. Yeah. Right. Yeah I, jangle. Uh, yeah, I jingle jangle away in my spurs. Uh, yes, the bay. I'm sorry, Catherine. Uh, do you have more horses? Do you need me to stable them up first? No, no, no. Uh, we didn't. We didn't bring any horses to the event. I'm just here, you know. Scouting talent can always add um, variety to the stock. You know, the blood gets weak if you don't diversify. She looks at you and she says, "Does the bay? Does it look like it's from home country?" You know, I, I can't really tell. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it's an English horse, to be honest. Uh, I well, if only it I had don't think it's with the circus. I expertise in horses. <laughs> Yes, yes, so that's, why, that's why I've got you. Come, come, look at look at him. Look at his look at his neck. Nothing like a big strong neck, right? <laughs> it's a beautiful horse. I think my father would love it. We have to find the owner. All right, let's be on our way. Just walk around like Carnies! Carnies, who owns the bay? <laughs> you you please. Please. I don't you, think they, I don't think they like to be called that. <laughs> it doesn't you matter what they like folk. to be called. Yeah, yeah. Smell like cabbage. Yeah, I was just <laughs> gonna make that reference. Nice, nice. As you guys, uh, as you start calling Carnies and heading towards the the area where the circus <laughs> tent is, you see one of the side flaps pop open, and um, uh, a a younger woman just kind of pops her head out you can see by her outfit she's probably like a dancer or an acrobat or something it just are you calling yes. to us uh yes ma'am you you uh you work with the circus i i i do yes what can i help you with ma'am? there's a horse in your stables uh, a stallion the bay uh lovely coat do you know who owns it oh it's um it's the new fella i'm i'm not <laughs> not I can't remember his name. He he started pretty recently. Just what's, um, what's his act? Where will I be able to find him? Oh, he's a uh, he's a rider. He'll be performing with the with the horse tonight, actually. Oh, great! A chance to see him. A chance to see him in action. I would love to see that creature put through its paces. I, I look at Catherine. I say, riding on a bay of such stature. Interesting. It is too fine a horse for a performer. Something is going on here. We'll be um, starting within the next hour, so should be 30 minutes or so if our clocks are running, right? Right, I'll be there, thank you. And she'll hand the, uh, hand the girl a coin. Uh, she bows and graciously takes it. Uh, and as she, she does, just, just because Cardi, when she like takes it, she like contorts her fingers so they like bend a little further backwards than they should <laughs> and then pulls it all in and just, We'll see you tonight then. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when that brief exchange is done and she goes back in her tent, I give Catherine a little nudge and I hold out my hand too. And I laugh. <laughs> when do you do you need money? I'm just playing with you. Geez, where's your sense of humor? Locked in the manor all day. No wonder. When? 
in seriousness, it would be nothing for me to ask my father to give you a raise. You do great work. Father has been very kind to our family, and I'm in his debt. We, I don't need more of your money. Thank you. Well, help me acquire the bay, and maybe you'll earn it. I, it might cost you a ride, and she says, it's got to be trained. <laughs> well, we'll see tonight. Keep your eyes peeled for the owner. If you see any others circling, look like they might be in the horse market, scare them off. <laughs> I, I'll coat my face in blood and scream Bloody Mary to the skies. <laughs> that will work. <laughs> Thank you, Wynn. Where's Paul? Speaking of Paul, um, yeah, I was actually Paul. I believe is uh, getting attacked by a a fourteen year old. He's being mauled by the circus bear. I left him alone for five minutes. No, he's talking to a circus performer girl. Probably Uh, more dangerous. I do think he. No, I think he's talking to a circus girl, if you will. All his money is already gone. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I could buy you that. I, I do think he's talking to a circus performer. Um, I think he's talking to some of the people who are putting on these shows with the horses um, and basically talking to them about what horses they're using for races and what horses they're using for, um, you know, shows and stuff like that. Like he's basically trying to like gauge their stock for, um, you know, for the events. Yeah. So the, um, there's uh you end up fight your um you're chatting with um two uh two gentlemen and one lady um and the three of them are all wearing fairly um fairly different costumes for all being part of the horse riding um act um but they are all very proud of their own um horses it seems like they trained their own individual horses so their routines are very specific um but one of the gentlemen uh kind of explains we, we tend to keep the horses that we use for the performances and any that are loaners for events like racing separate. We don't want to, uh, well, racing's a bit more dangerous than performing and we don't want to hurt any of our beauties. Well, racing's also a bit more lucrative than performing if you do it right. I mean, that is certainly true and Maybe uh, believe an hour or so after the performance, there should be some races if you are interested in attending. Uh, and you see, Paul would. I have to ask Catherine this: Would Paul have a coin purse of his own? Yes. Yeah. 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 Definitely he, wealthy he, enough that we all have money on us. Money carrying. Yeah. 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 He uh, he very brazenly like just like she like has like a bunch of coins in his pocket, and he says, "I'm more than interested." I'm wondering if you want to make it interesting. (laughs) You know who you're talking to, lad. We're always around to make it interesting. That's our job. Three little boys walk up with a coin apiece. Wait, Paul, are you gambling (laughs) on the race or are you fixing the race right now? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Paul basically gets into a conversation with these uh, these performers and says... um, who do I need to talk to about the races? And who would I talk to about the races most open to uh, playing, if you know what I mean? 
So, if you want to talk to the person in charge of organizing the races, you'll look for a gentleman called Stuart. Stuart. He's a shorter fella on the rounder side, but dressed quite nicely. He's got a tall hat. You'll you'll see him a mile away. However, right, Stuart Little. You got it. I, I... <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and he like pats you on the shoulder, like, "Ah, oh, you're in, my boy." However, you want to talk to someone who's more of our spirit. You'll look for Mr. Cornelius. <laughs> Mr. Cornelius! <laughs> this is funnier to me and Sarah. <laughs> He's the oldest among us. You can't miss him. Long, long, dark, dark brown, almost orange beard. He's been with our company longer than any others, and this man knows his way around, if you know what I'm saying. I follow. Very well. I will find the orange beard older gentleman. And uh, he actually takes a coin out and like just like hands it to <laughs> like to the one who told him who to find. And it's just like uh, always appreciate. Uh, Lots of the yeah. Ives children just throwing the money out like candy with yeah. like end for you, end for you. <laughs> yeah. Always appreciate an opportunity. The guy kind of takes it between two fingers and like just drops it in his pants. You assume this pocket, you don't know. Visually just kind of goes like you hear it clink into the bottom of his boot and just falls. It's in a different sort of coin purse. <laughs> and he just kind of I'll see you then, lad. Uh yeah, Paul stalks away to find a Mr. Cornelius. Uh and yes, it is I I specifically planned this character there to Perfect. be a I didn't know where he was gonna be in the circus. But Yukon Cornelius was going to be in the circus. Nice. Now, the like, nice. <laughs> not the ringleader, but he's certainly he's certainly up there. Okay. He's Thomas Pulhari's right hand man. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's he's the business side of the organization, if you know what no I mean. Muscle. Can I recommend a next scene or is, how does this I you certainly can. We have not heard from Christian yet. I don't know if he has a plan. Oh, I have a plan. Okay, I was going to say, I, I was going to say, because um, we also have to talk about Barnard, Barney. I, I was going to say, Bernard, Barney definitely wants yes. to introduce Barnard. himself to, to Lord Harcourt. Um, and why don't you so, do that first and then, you know, Remington can arrive. Barney. Oh no, 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 I was I was saying, yeah, yeah, I was saying I, I have a feeling that like one of the people that Remington is going to interact with is going to be, whether he likes it or not, Barney. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's, yeah, who's Barney there to be like, intro. where is your daughter? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, is that a <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should Barney, be good, so it doesn't matter. But... I should be a good <laughs> um, son in law to you, sir. <laughs> oh dear. Do we want uh Barney to be the one to to kind of find Edith and escort her oh. towards the circus? Oh, that's tonight? perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, looking for Xavier. Alone. Yeah, I went back for Xavier, and unfortunately, yep. bound Barney. Barney oh, but but Christian, why don't, why don't you do what? Uh, if you have anything to take it away. Oh no 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 no! You go ahead, Jess. Uh, Bar- Remington will be along in due course. Christian, oh, I am tough. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so we're gonna do. Hey, hey Christian. Can yeah. can uh okay. can Remington and um Joffrey have a tiny little dialogue before the grand entrance? Just like I would prefer not to. Honestly. Okay, that, that's yeah. fine. We this can we really can definitely good. do that shortly after. Oh. But okay, uh, that's yeah. fine. That's okay. fine. 
Um, my friend. So I, I guess, Edith, while you're leaving the stalls, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Barney is just like, ah, Edith Harcourt, there you are. I heard you had arrived. Where have you been hiding yourself? Uh, a deep breath. <laughs> uh, yeah, a deep breath from Edith. And she says, um, I don't hide, Barnard. You know this. Oh, no, of course uh, you don't. But I do frequent places I don't think you will find me. Nice. <laughs> My dear Edith, I would search for you anywhere. You do know I have an interest in you. I think I've made that very clear. Abundantly, Barnard. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she looks and says, "Um, you know, I may have to test that willingness to follow me anywhere. Just to know. Just to know. Edith, those are very bold words for you. I'm sorry. I'm wrapped up in the spirit of the event. It's just so raucous and... Yes, I saw you were coming from the stalls. You know, there are quite a... I'm not sure if you know this, but there are quite a few um, family-owned horses in the area. So I'm looking to acquire one myself. Oh, you know, my kind gosh. of get into the business. She's and... off from a horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got money to throw around, so why not, you know? I've got an eye for horses, you know. I've got a good one. Oh, do you? That's winder than gathering like this bitch. Perhaps I will take you around with me, and perhaps I will choose a horse of your liking. I Let's convince love... you to buy like a fourteen-year-old lame horse. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one—it's good. It doesn't have teeth on the bottom. That's a good thing. <laughs> Either did I hear it right that your father would be joining us today? Yes, my father has returned from one of his trips. It is uh, an exciting event, for sure. Uh, I've not seen him in some months. Uh, And she says, Barnard, I would love to watch you examine a horse. And maybe you can educate me. Uh, in in the ways of oh Edith, of course. Uh, I, I know you know very little about these things, so of course I would love to. I would love to. See you. Yes. <laughs> um. Yep. These yep. are legs. <laughs> <laughs> now there are oh, many so different types of horses. Of them. <laughs> there are more than just colors. There are breeds and half breeds, and you must look at this. Is a red horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he says, pointing to the marvelous bay. <laughs> like, uh, Come, Edith. I will escort you. And he offers her his arm. Yeah, and Edith takes it, and and honestly, it, it basically just asks him to do this so she could just <laughs> enjoy listening to yep, him yep. just spew. This horse is a male. You can tell by it. Yeah. <laughs> no, like he, Bar- Barnard like goes underneath and like he's like, this is a male. <laughs> no, 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 Barnard. He'll just so he'll escort you and he'll uh, the last thing he'll leave is just kind of a uh, I do hope you'll introduce me to your father. We have much to discuss. And he'll I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> sure, yes, yes, yeah. of course you do. Yes. <laughs> All right. So as as oh, everyone no. kind of <laughs> coalesces around the the area, the um, the dancer that uh, Catherine had talked to um, comes out and starts uh, announcing that uh, the 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 esteemed and renounced uh, 
Thomas Figueres traveling circus and bazaar is about to begin. Please come, come. Only one pence a piece for entry. Uh, she kind of holds out this little bag, and as she does, she like bends one leg like up behind her, so she's like standing perfectly on one foot while holding out the bag. <laughs> it's just a five-year-old, completely covered head to toe in mud, who's like, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask if Edith could pay for Windrith's brothers to get in so they could keep those coins, but I don't know if she's going to be like be at there. the entrance because yeah. she's got Barnard. So bummer. I mean, she would have wanted. She, she might have known, you know. And <coughs> oh no, I think it's I think it's better that Barnard keeps her from doing that. Yet more enmity mm, growing yeah. between them. Barnard. All right. Yeah. Catherine's like no idea where Paul went, but pretty sure we'll find him in the in the the main event. So she's gonna go keep an eye out for her brother. Hope he hasn't fallen in with the wrong crowd, gotten robbed, gotten shanked. Hope he has both his kidneys, that sort of thing. <laughs> two of everything he should have. Two of yeah, two of everything you should have. Two of and Martha say- will also head there. She's now wearing um like a beautiful like homespun shawl it's like way below her class and station but it is beautiful nonetheless it's made out of like wool um and it's in these really like rustic and earthy colors and it, it looks great on this it's 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 interesting clashing against the like imported silk gown that she's wearing no corset she doesn't give a shit <laughs> yeah, she's like, wearing it she loves it but somehow martha like just pulls it off enough for it to yeah play. Martha's the the opposite of Ludwig, the person who looks good at everything. She has the confidence. Is Martha the new Baroness Claire Dumont? Martha is Polly Gray. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who I pictured to inspire Martha. Nice. So slowly but surely, everyone makes their way in, and the inside of the tent is actually beautiful. there is, it looks like people spent all day building in here. There are stands with various different types of chairs and whatnots to sit in, benches, pillows, all of that. Um, there, it is a full three ring circus. Um, Hell yeah. The the two back rings are just dirt on the bottom, but the middle one has, uh, they've basically built a wooden platform there for it. Um, and you can see there's some kind of infrastructure almost where you can see like, a wire that might be like a trapeze kind of deal. You're not sure. Most of you, this is your first time seeing a carnival or a circus. Uh, for for purposes that I think are just- This after. is not Martha's. I was just gonna say, it's not Martha's. <laughs> not even close. It is absolutely not Martha's not first. Um, <laughs> Barney's also just like, oh, Edith, if we get to travel, I've seen much, much better. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God. Narrator voice, oh. he in fact had not. Marty yeah. <laughs> doesn't know shit. <laughs> hey, if you there are blue horses leader, and other okay. sexes. Yeah. You know something. Uh, and you, you, uh, each, you guys see um, two, two tall gentlemen uh, walking around and kind of interacting with the crowds and meeting them. Um, one of them, this this tall, skinny man in this long, beautiful red coat, uh, is kind of you know walking, you know, long, long, tall boots, beautiful coat, walking around. You guys could easily tell 
this is the man in charge. This is the ringmaster. Um, he's got he, the hat. No. He's got the hat. He's got the coat. He, he's this is the Thomas Kukari. This is the uh-huh. Thomas Kukari. The Thomas. Um, I am and- Thomas Fullery, and this is my cousin Thomas Fullery. Fuckery and Fullery. And the other gentleman walking around is a little, little quieter, but is more like. You could see him doing other smaller tasks. Like he's like helping the old ladies to their seats and like giving little snacks like to children. Yeah, like Martha. Um, and uh, based Martha on- will take a young, a young man's hand and be led to her seat. <laughs> uh, based on the description Paul was given, this is Mr. Cornelius, the older gentleman with the long beard that's just kind of being a good egg and helping people out. Ah, so, and yeah, I think we see Paul, like, waiting to try and, like, make, uh, like, walk up to him, but he just keeps, like, helping Getting these... cut off by everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All these old ladies and kids and shit. Yeah. Fucking Paul. Oh. Uh, and the the lanterns around are, are dimmed, uh, and the, the crowd does that thing that all crowds do when things get dim, they'll just go the, ooh, ooh. like, in anticipation for whatever is about to happen uh and uh as Thomas Fukeli takes front stage I don't know what your what your plan was Christian but fucking go for it oh dear okay Thomas Fukeli walks into the middle of the of the 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 stage oh we already lost all our Canadians we're gonna lose all our French people too yeah (laughs) we're gonna make fun of the part (laughs) he goes ladies and gentlemen oh no let's go down the curtain's closed. The time has come. <laughs> we will show you things that in your life you have never dreamed you know. So now I, Thomas Ferrari, say, welcome to my show. And with that, he bows. And the act begins. Yeah. Uh, and it begins normally. You have, you have, it's a three-ring circus. So you have some clowns and a mine. Juggling. Jugglers and all that sort of stuff. And then there's Someone there. I was just gonna say there is actually someone that juggles fire. Uh, they they've got these little you know these three wooden stakes with fire at the ends and all you know all of that goodness. Um, one of those bicycles that has one big wheel, one small wheel, just like somebody like on it, like, <laughs> unicycle, yeah, just hand standing <laughs> on it. <laughs> um, there are the the trapeze is indeed used, and the dancer that you guys have seen taking the tickets. Does like surprising acrobatics on this thin wire, um, and has a couple moments where like it looks like she's gonna fall, but clearly she's like, yeah, it's like one of those, Uh, just just to scare the faint English hearts, um, and (laughs) at one point, um, a a kid who can't be any older than uh, than um, oh god, which which one's the middle brother? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Was it Oscar? For a while. <laughs> Troy, which one's the middle brother? Oh, no. uh, Daniel. Uh, Owen. Brother. So oh, there's Daniel. four brothers. So it's either Daniel or Owen. Daniel. So a kid that can't be any older than Daniel comes out. He's got like three, he's like got three poodles trained to like follow and like move to certain beats. Uh, and then as uh, the, the poodles kind of leave, the, the back curtains open up wider um, and uh, the three horse riders that you had seen before enter. Uh, but coming in behind them, uh, Catherine, 
you see the bay before you see anything. The bay. The Edith. Bay. Stunning. On the bay Incredible. is a is a man dressed all in black with a mask. Kind of like a Zorro mask that covers the top of his face. Masked rider. And as, as his horses come in, he he's he has a cavalry saber. And as they come in, the jugglers begin juggling fruit. And they're throwing it in there, and he's just slicing the fruit uh, as he rides by and doing all these just, just amazing tricks. Mm. And Thomas is, is just walking. <laughs> these are the amazing riders. They are from the steppe of Russia. And he's, you know, this, this great act is going on. And, and as it, 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 the crescendo builds, and at the end of it, the bay stops in the middle. They flip a final apple up in the air. The rider flips up in the air, slices it in midair, lands in a superhero pose, catches the apple, rips off his mask. Right in front of you, Edith. And it is Lord Remington. Holy shit. Bites the apple. Oh, yes. <laughs> Catherine's like leaning forward. She's like on the edge of her seat watching the horse. Like, fuck this guy's sword work. Look at that horse, his muscles. Look at its gait. Look at the step. Look at where its hind leg is falling. And <laughs> she's like, and then you pull the mask up. She's like, is that fucking Remington? <laughs> he, he, he bites the apple and he looks at Edith and he goes, darling, I'm home. Papa. <laughs> I'm like, who's that? Wait, well, actually, does Edith, does Edith go into a hug? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's like, oh, oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah, too affectionate. <laughs> the English hug, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I whisper Bernard, in your ear. Bernard Gillingham here. Yeah, I, Gillingham I, whisper in, I whisper in his ear as soon as <laughs> I'm hugging him. <laughs> and I just go like, not this boy, not this boy. What? <laughs> not this boy. It's a, it's a beautiful brown four-legged horse you have there. Sorry, that was I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know, believe we've met, young man. Yes, no, Bernard Gillingham head. of uh, Gillingham Estate, future parliament leader. Um, Gillingsworth, nice to meet you, yes. Uh, this is, by the way, in the middle of the performance. No, the performance is over. Remington said it's over. <laughs> You're just on it's the side of the ring shouting over the crowd at each other. Martha is sitting next to Xavier and when, and she's like smiling and having a good time, like watching all the acrobatics, ooing and aahing, really in the performance. Then when Remington pulls off his mask, she drops her cup. Oh. <laughs> when Remington pulls off his mask, Joffrey's like, grab the tip bag from your waist, hold it out. God damn. <laughs> 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 like, hold <laughs> You need money. <laughs> oh, um, and as 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 Remington uh kind of departs and starts chatting with this kid, um uh the the other performers kind of gather, take the 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 bay, uh, and every all of the performers come back for one final beautiful bow as the the Fugelis traveling Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for this enchanted evening. Please do not forget Thomas Ferrari and his circus. Xavier's like wow. <laughs> and as, just uh, as folks as, on the show as like, Remington yeah. as Remington and Edith leave uh Remington does catch Catherine's eye and holds eye contact you mean Martha's? Yeah, Martha I'm sorry Martha's yeah Martha's I'm sorry Ooh, she meets his gaze unflinchingly <laughs> my dear is, is, is everything all right returns her cup to her thank you yes everything is Wipes it down with his new polished 
coat. <laughs> she puts she puts her hand over his as she's as he's passing her the cup, and she's like, "Everything's fine." She offers him a smile. What did you think of the performance? It's amazing. It's like unlike anything I've ever seen before. You don't get out very often, do you, dear? I don't get out at all. <laughs> Have you ever read about a performance? I've read about many performances, but it's it's very different seeing it. Who got it closest? Yeah. You're like, insert like, author insert here. Author <laughs> I believe it was Austin who, who best put it into words. <laughs> Austin. <laughs> Shakespeare, Shakespeare. Believe the in Austin. Best put it into words. I think we should meet the performers after the show. I follow your lead. What? Ooh. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the relationship. <laughs> uh, many of the performers are milling about both inside and out of the tent. Um, so any that y'all wanted to find, you absolutely can. This can is a hold. good point for time for Joffrey, by the way, if you want to. Uh... Okay, perfect. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Joffrey kind of, he, so he comes along and uh, as you are talking with Edith and he, he's like a little torn because he, mm-hmm. he really does care tremendously about Edith, especially because he's kind of raised her. I mean, the estate, but in that also yeah her. he's like the and, alfred here in, yeah. yeah so yeah he, he kind of goes up and he he puts his hand on edith's forearm quickly and then he looks at you uh um uh, <laughs> remington Joffrey. He's, he's like yes what an incredible performance i bet you didn't know your father was quite the trained acrobat did you something he picked up in rome was it i istanbul I actually istanbul i'd have to yes. check the books uh, that's was the way I was there. I came from Canada, actually. That's where I got the Oh, law. right. Yes. The, yeah. From Wonderful Canada country, friendly people. To Istanbul. Yes. The very friendly people. Yes, 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 yes. The rate of exchange was god awful there. Um, yes. So, oh, speaking of, and he oh, like. Gillingham, we're going to have to talk some business here with my solicitor, if you don't mind excusing us. Oh, yes. Um, very well. I just, me. Remington, I wanted to give this to you. This is a. A special procurement I found from um, one of your form of former destinations that you visited that you told me so much about. This is what they call Le Freug. It is a brand new single malt scotch. They make it with barley and wheat and corn. It's quite delicious, if I say so myself. I think you'll like it. And he gives you a like bottle of Le in its infancy. <laughs> And Lefroig, if you'd like to sponsor uh, DMs After Dark, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not a big, I'm not a big fan of PD Scotch, but it's good. It, it could be mutual. I do often drink while we stream, so. Yes. <laughs> oh, there was a real life reference there. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. One that was the, that was the the picture he sent us. Yeah, right. Le Wasn't Freud's it one of the, the one with the hand? Yeah. The scotch yeah. with the human hand, severed human hand inside. No, no, no. That was that was no, 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 no. That, Yeah, that was Hennessy. That was Rishabal. Oh, Okay. No, no, no. Uh, Lefroy is like a popular single malt scotch. Very peaty. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah, like a pH and a G and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like, like... scotch, it's really good. But I miss um, a lot when I don't scotch. check our Facebook chat. It's all good. Yeah. You oh, do? I mean, I didn't miss it. I mean, I missed it too. Don't worry. It was established in 1815, I think. So it's right in its infancy. So like, boom, just created. 
but to this day, it's one of the oldest. Is that why you asked me the year? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Wow, this is the thing you choose to be historically accurate about. I've already almost been like, technically, on like three things. And then I was like, no, really? Wow. I mean, we have these, right? Well, like trapeze wasn't a thing. But yes, I'm sorry. Um, Oh my God. Wow. Remington, it's you would know me. that you freaking nerd. <laughs> and something, something else that Jess said, I was like, oh, "What did I say?" I don't remember. It's okay, Remington, it's it's great to see you again here. Um, the estate is in order. I would uh, expect nothing less from you, Josh. Yes, the estate you. is singing. We are broke. Put your head out, it's, man. <laughs> it's the bag. The bag. The tips. You must stop this. Save the apples. <laughs> Um, he, uh, he looks at Bon, Bon, Bonyard, Bonyard, Gillingham. He says, Bonyard. You can call me Bonyard. Bonyard. Joffrey, good to see you again. Uh, yes. Have, we have met once or twice before, I believe. Yes. 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 I do remember now. Yes. Sorry. I meet a lot of people. Uh, anyhow. Yes. Perhaps we can have you over, um, later this maybe this evening or sometime later this week, depending on how the circus goes, uh, for some dinner. We can discuss some other matters. Yes, that that would be amazing. That sounds astounding. It would be wonderful. It would yeah. be absolutely wonderful. I we can see. crack into that Lefroig, right? I'm sure <laughs> Edith would enjoy that very much as well. Is oh, Edith I would very much enjoy Yes, she is. <laughs> and they're getting pushed aside by the boy we started about boy things. Paul, uh, token? Token? Can I spend a token and insert Paul token? into this? A resolve token? <laughs> oh, I feel like Paul has been looking yes. for some chaps to get into their group with, and this Barney is an up-and-comer, and they're talking Christ. about Lefroy, and you've heard that <laughs> word before. Yes. So, so this is oh, how resolve God. tokens work. So, okay. Paul, are you... Cool. This... Huh, cool. Well, while you guys, uh, while you guys settle that, I'm going to settle it. <laughs> <laughs> a bot. What's going on? Oh, nice. No, no, don't worry about it. Twitch stuff. <laughs> oh boy! All right, enter Paul. Someone said enter Paul. Someone. Boom. Enter Paul. Oh, uh, yeah. For resolve boy. token, I will take one off of me. Oh. Yeah. Who would it go to? Who are you trying to uh... go to your main character? So, uh, so actually, it would go to Paul. Have resolve. Oh, oh, it goes to Paul. Paul. So oh. yes. So now that I am done with this, uh, to oh, clarify, have some. Uh, both major and minor characters have uh, resolve tokens, and so Edith would not get one because this Edith Edith has pushed aside. Paul would get one. Mm. All right. Oh yeah. Uh, I wrote down Paul one. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul starts with two. Oh, yeah, Paul, Paul's, up, Paul's up to Paul's three. three. All oh, major and minor characters have two. Yeah, and I'll you can spend from any pool, right? Because it's not like my character made this happen. So if I run out of Catherine's, I can spend Martha's sort of thing. Is that How, how does that it, happen? It, it I think you have to, to spend character. it for something. I it has know. to be. I don't remember that. It has to be something that. Um, yeah, because like it, it's kind of a meta thing when you if it's, want to introduce yeah. a plot point like this. Like if neither Catherine nor Martha have anything to do with this, but I ever want yes. to. Well, no, but it's but it's but it's Catherine's connection, so that's how you can in, inject it, right? Like, is so but I could I could do it to someone I have no connection with. I could yes. Like, so yeah, in that case, I could say it would go to from either pick. one. Okay. So um, so yeah, this is where Paul like very awkwardly kind of just like sticks his head in, and he's just like um, 
uh, Lefroig, uh, yes, uh, he's, uh, I've actually made connections in the, the Highlands where um, they're making this new uh, type of uh, alcohol. I, I've actually um, been an early investor in uh, some, and like, Paul is 17. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bernard is like, um, is but he's kid? just like, um, uh, it's, I've been um, approached as a potential investor for these endeavors. And I believe that it could be the next uh, very popular uh, after dinner drink. Oh. Joffrey looks at you and he says, oh, very, do you know the Johnston brothers? <laughs> not, not personally, no. Uh, I've worked with uh, a few of their um, distributors. Uh, we tend horses often and um, the, the back and forth between them and uh, the brothers who are distilling. Um, He's yeah. just throwing alcohol buzzwords out. Yeah, and like what he does try and say though is like um, he would absolutely try and he would put his money down for uh, distribution. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of saying like I can put money and get barrels of the Freud into high into the good society. Uh, I can have it as an option at dinner tables or, or smoking in smoking rooms. He, he looks at you, uh, Joffrey looks at you, as a man who spends his entire life completely composed and consumed in his work. Very rarely does he get to let loose. And yeah. perhaps it's the, the circus atmosphere that's got him crazy about himself or the fact that there are just many people here that he's never met before. But he, he looks at um, Remington and he says, Remington, do we do we crack open this right now? I'm always game for a good time, Jeffrey. <laughs> he oh, hands we you, should. He hands you the bottle in ceremonious fashion, as has been rehearsed many times before. Oh, the Paul's having a drink with Remington. <laughs> to the face, Remington. And just passes it. They just pass this bottle of Lefroy around, taking swigs out of it. Jesus, these Hard animals. fucking peaty scotch just swinging from the bottle. And then he puts Remington puts his arm around Paul, and he says, "So, if I remember correctly, you're the Ives boy, right?" That's correct, sir. Yes, Catherine's yes, my I've older heard- sister. Yes, Catherine, of course. I remember her. I have it's been a couple of years, obviously. I've been I was in Istanbul, then I was to China, then to Canada. But um uh, yes. I remember. I remember she married that old baron. What was his name? Joffrey's checking the books as he's what, listening. Wensley. What was his name? <laughs> Wensley? <laughs> um, it, so the Baron Wensley, uh, sir. Wensley. Oh sir Hawcourt, yes. What a match. Lord Harcourt. She was, uh, <laughs> he Love takes it. Man. He just before the bottle gets to Barney, he just takes it back and takes another drink. <laughs> and <laughs> hands it back to Jeffrey, <laughs> and, and says, and then says, and then says, uh, "Yes, it's uh, well, I'm sure she's a merry widow." Um, yeah, and actually, like Paul, like, <laughs> Paul like reaches for it as you're passing back and forth to Joffrey. He's like, "Yes, of course." She- <laughs> she um yes uh, a, a completely uh, unfortunate accident uh, left our right of course yes my sister she was in mourning for I don't even know poor how thing long. I could only imagine still yes, she poor. is she's wearing still her wearing morning that. blacks yeah she's still wearing her morning blacks she is yet to fully recover from the the grief I could only <laughs> imagine I know that well. <laughs> 
they pass you the bottle with a single shot left. And like, yeah, boy, don't drink it all. They take it back. It's just dirt at the bottom. It's just pee. It's just pee with a little bit of booze in it. Just pure pee. What is while while all of this chaos? <laughs> while while all of this chaos has been going on, what what has Barty been attempting to do? Because he tried to weasel himself in there. Barty just keeps trying to just throw little comments in, uh, just make himself seem very important, and kind of say kind of like quiet, sly things. Edith, oh, it's much Wait, too where hard is for you, Edith? <laughs> Just like forgot my daughter. This was perfect for Edith to bounce. She got out of here. She got out of here five minutes ago. She is gone. So Barney's still like talking to her and not realizing that she's not here. Yes. 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 The Pete. Yes, Pete. I know Pete. He's actually yes. 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 Oh, China loves. At one point, Remington's like, "Oh, wait, Edith. Oh no." Oh, oh, I'm sure she'll be fine. So anyway. <laughs> just yeah, and, when, and, and when that this, happens, I'm sure Barney is like, oh no, oh, but at the same time. The the, the conversation of gents continues on. Um and and I will say that uh this might be a good time to wrap up our first novel chapter. Oh, uh oh, and when oh. we I will say um as it getting is getting late into the night for our characters, um the festival they know will be continuing on over the next couple nights. And uh most of you, especially both of the eyes, would have been keenly aware that tomorrow night is when the horse races are happening. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. I'm entering that bitch. <laughs> Paul's got plants too. Let us move yeah. to uh, from the end oh, of our no. novel chapter. We now go into the next phase, which is reputation. Oh, okay. Question, Sharon. Oh, before we go into that next phase, I have a question, and you sure. can veto it if you'd like as the moderator. But towards the end of the night, as everything is going splendidly well and it's beautiful, and everyone's observing this incredible performance. And the horse races are tomorrow, which Windrith is very aware of. I would like for maybe Windrith's father has like a seizure episode and they have to leave the festival and she has to go back home with her dad. And now she's torn between taking care of her family and being at the horse races. because She needs the money and she also loves the horses. That's like her passion, but she also obviously is the cornerstone for her family right so is would that be okay i mean if it if it puts a like a wrench in the plans i can obviously go back to the no, circus tomorrow, I, um, but maybe i have to leave early yeah i think this is that's something that can happen um okay. happen off screen and have been something that will be affecting uh winter and perhaps it could be the uh event of a rumor maybe somebody <laughs> witnessed something happen i would say that that is something that uh, yes, that's right. I would say that is something you would spend a resolve token on. I will spend a resolve token. Windrift will spend a resolve token. So, wait, are we going into rumors right now? And is that how that works? We're going to use resolve tokens? Uh, for I don't not think yet. so. Okay. Nope. So, there is, um, so don't worry about resolve tokens. Those only matter in the novel chapters. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay, so I'll, I'll spend my resolve token to make that a thing. Yes. Um, so the reputation portion, uh, you look over, so for each character, there is a positive and negative trait um, that they currently have. Um, and there are reputation uh, questions based on their, let me double check if it is. 
uh, based on their background that they can look over. So um, for you guys, if you're going to look for uh, the document in the folder uh, 2B, Family Background Sheets, um, if you don't have access to it, I could read over the questions. But basically, yeah. there are <clears throat> positive and negative tags based on your background um, and based on whether or not you fill into either of those criteria, you gain a positive or negative character trait. Um, so, for example, looking at Catherine, uh, she is of humble origins. Um, and so she would gain a positive tag if something like she acts in the service of duty or morality in a way that compromised her desires, sacrificed or denied her own desires to please someone of higher rank, something like that. Or and she would gain- where are you finding these, Sarah? Um, uh, in the Good Society folder I sent you, it's the- The very first link in the Zoomcat. Uh, 2B. Okay, okay. Um, or she would gain a negative tag if she acts in contravention of society's conventions, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so and are you guys- choose from this list of positive and negative tags above that or- No, I think it's only if you accomplished one of those things you gain. Yes, so if you fell into, if any of those questions you kind of answer yes to, you will gain either a positive or negative tag for your character. So for example, Edith, acted in obedience to society's conventions despite considerable hardship in doing so, as in dealing with Barnard for more mm -hmm. than five minutes? I would say yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay, so I gain a positive tag, which could be like... I would say it would be dependent on that. So in that case, I would say... There, there's a word I'm thinking of, um, and I can't remember. Obedient. It's not Obedient. I'm gonna say Obedient. I only have three. I can only see two B. You said, yeah. Yep, two B. Mine only has three of the three of the. You backgrounds. gotta scroll there's down. There's two. There's there's more pages. There's three pages. Oh, down. Is it Sarah, down? Could I yep. ask you just to yeah. read mine to me because if I change it, it's gonna change in what we have in the screen yes, here with the so characters. So yours is. Oh, gotcha. So yours mm -hmm. is peerage. Um, Christian, I'm just gonna. I'm looking over these, and I in. I'm gonna be getting a negative one. Yeah. The first one under negative for peerage is if you acted in contravention of society's convention. Which is all that Remington does because he doesn't give yeah. a fuck. So he, yeah. yeah. Uh, wow, the negative tag I was about to suggest is the one you already have. So I'm going to suggest unpredictable. Okay. That's, that's oh, yeah. literally Thanks. my Perfect. negative tag as his daughter. Um, Perfect. Because I didn't even be think. Before we used these, because uh, we didn't have this last week when we, or last time when we did this, so we made up our own positive and negative tags. My positive was charitable because I'm free with my money. I don't understand our actual family's uh, old money, whatever. And I gave my negative trait was I'm unpredictable because I'm dumb enough to do things like pay out of pocket for Xavier's brand new ridiculous digs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. Like, um, but also unpredictable. Like, I'm not dealing with Barnard, and I'm hanging out with Windrush. No, and you just gonna, these tags. Just gonna I like, think I'm actually new money instead of humble origins from what my family uh, seems to be. I would agree, that and you can totally yeah. change that. Yeah, let's tweak that right now. It is also possible that your character falls under neither, um, neither positive nor negative, and you you can go a novel chapter without gaining a tag. It happens a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think I I think I was pretty neutral all the way for Catherine. I, yeah, I would I agree. Yeah. 
I'm looking yeah. for the horses, which is the family business. Haven't particularly made any bold moves either way around. That. Exactly. And when you guys are set with that, let me know and we can move on to the chaos portion that at least I can almost control this chaos. Hmm. Jesse, Jesse have the flashbacks? No. I got a tail last time. I'm not. A tail? <laughs> yeah, so, that was one of the rumors. That is my rumor. That's that that character my has a rumor. rumor. I got uh, a piggy tail. So the next phase that we will be moving to is rumor and scandal. Rumors are abound in society, and good golly gosh, we're here to create them. Good golly gosh. Good golly gosh. So this is not I can type them in as we go. Yeah. I also have it up, and I can type it, yeah. Um, This is not your character spreading a rumor. You are now just playing society. Yeah. These bitches. We are going to uh, go around, and everyone is going to create and or spread up to two rumors. So how that looks, you know, if you, for example, the one that we started with last time was that Amber decided that uh, Jess's character, Louisa, had a tail and decided that that was the rumor. So if that was the rumor you wanted to spread, we'd put it in the box the, to create, type it in. And if someone else said, yeah, I think we should add some oomph to that, you would click the spread box. This prevents this rumor from fading as quickly as it might otherwise and could affect how characters are treated by one another and society at large. Rumors can be huge and life-changing, or they can be Louisa has a tail. <laughs> yep. uh, they can range anywhere from very serious to absolute farce ridiculousness. It all depends on how you want to do it. Um, so let's start... Um, on my screen, I have Christian at the front. So give me a give me a rumor. I, I was actually going to ask for some time to, to think a little then bit Then whoever yeah, wants to that. start and give me one immediately will start randomly. Troy. These, I have one. Do these yep. have to be about major characters or can they be about minor characters? They can be about, be about minor Everyone's yep. fair game. Okay. okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So the rumor that I would like to spread as the gentlemen were engaging in the revelry, uh, in the, in, you know, maybe it continued on into the evening a little bit. Joffrey, through checking his books and being a man who is very specific in his doings and his works, um, cross-referenced something that Paul said that actually lined up with the Lafroig enterprise. So Paul is actually convinced, yeah. I'm sorry, Joffrey is actually convinced that Paul is like a co-founder of this company <laughs> and could be and could be and could be a absolutely pivotal like character in establishing distribution here in England. Young Paul, wow. the whiskey hustler. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea. I love the idea of someone who is so pure and like good. Paul is a whiskey baron. That is the rumor. Building himself up on false pretenses. That is beautiful. Which is funny so because that is- that's kind of my premise for Barnard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, they said Barney failed and Paul succeeded. And the yeah. beauty of that too is that Remington's the sort of guy who will want to invest because he needs money. Yeah, he needs yeah. money. So, Paul, yeah. Paul bullshit his way into like a potentially very lucrative business deal, but also an incredibly <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> that's the rumor. That's the rumor. You could be the end I of the that. fucking Remington family. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they give every last one. dollar to you 
I've got one. It's kind of heavy and feel free to veto this. If this is something we don't want to play in the game. Okay. Um, my thought is that there's a rumor going around that Windrith will turn tricks for money. Ooh, snap. No, yeah. that's you're interested fair. in playing I, that? Like that's especially if you're trying to get with the okay noble with ladies. So. I personally am okay with that as Windrith. I feel like that's people ostracizing the foreigner being pieces Is everybody of shit. else okay with that theme? I'm fine that? with that. That's yeah. Fine. Yes. And that, Are you good that, that? makes that makes the Edith Windrith uh, thing okay. so okay, much Okay, we'll leave more. that one pending. Yeah, I, w- yep. I mean, that's... I would write it. I would just write it for now. Write it? Okay. <clears throat> we also do not have to address it. And this is just a rumor. Like, nobody has to right. solicit her or anything like that, like, in the game. And no one's so. spread it yet. No one's spread it yet, too. Someone has to spend a point to spread that rumor. Now, I know who would have... Well, never mind. I was going to say, it doesn't matter. Jump, yeah, Ludwig. Ludwig. That would definitely add a lot of conflict yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. obstacles sure. to the game. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm uh, going to look at the uh, characters again. Let's see. Jess, Rainy, Christian. What do you guys got? Hmm. 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 I'd actually like to... Uh, spread the rumor that like maybe there is a rumor going around in society that like Remington's losing it and like is like like and because he's unhinged he's like losing his touch or he's broke <laughs> oh but like Could no, be one, one, yeah. one, one ties into the other like his, his entrance to this circus to go down <laughs> yeah the entrance to this circus was like one kind of a big head scratcher to some folks because it's not how someone should act in this society and two um like the rumors going around about their financial troubles uh like they 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 only lend credence to the fact that uh remington is is just losing his touch uh, is about to come and like there's there's truth to it which is why that rumor is yeah that's i'd actually even spread that one yeah. I so I typed that in as Remington is losing his mind dot 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 and his finances. Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, uh, Christian, oh. do you want to use your first point to spread that one? Yeah, I'm going to use a point to spread that one. Yeah, absolutely. All right. uh, Jess, do you got one, or do you want me to take my turn as facilitator and then kick it back? Ooh, you get one yeah, too. Maybe, I love it. Maybe. Yeah, let me keep thinking. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, as it, it is not in all cases the facilitator gets one, but I wanted I wanted to put yeah, rumors in because it. it's fun because I want to do the stupid rumors. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I <laughs> I kind of want to. I'm gonna pick on Christian if you're cool with this. Uh, Remington uh, is secretly uh, in love with. Uh, Thomas Fugelli, and that's why he joined they've the had, circus. They've had a fling. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. They've had a whirlwind. Listen, it's be- it's better than the STDs my character had last time. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh. Martha has dentures. That's wait. That's the rumor. They'd have been wooden back then too. Or no, they actually used to use like other people like dead people's teeth. Actual teeth, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's better that she no, just it's has not. no teeth at all. Yes, it is. It's better that she just has no teeth at all. Okay, I have I think I have one. All right. I think I would like to spread the rumor that Joffrey is out to steal all of the Harcourt's money. 
Oh, yes. He's oh, like, yeah. he's embezzling yeah. or something like yeah. that. Joffrey's or... been skimming the top. Yeah. Ooh, oh, savage. All right. So Oof. that is one go around for everyone. And so now we all get to go again. <clears throat> oh, boy. And create and or spread more. All right. I, I have to spread the Paul Ives as a Whiskey Baron one just because it makes it so funny for yes. me to play Paul and keep having to just either lean in and just buy. that's yeah it's too funny that this 17 year old's like I will be the scotch <laughs> I will be the face of scotch I picked a new rumor <laughs> that's just true but fair Wait, but it's still just a rumor <laughs> exactly no one knows for sure Okay, it's more dangerous because that one happens to be true. <laughs> oh, I see that rumor there. Uh, do you want to read it for chat and everything? Yeah, the rumor that I just created is Catherine killed her husband. Nice. I want to do that's a bold, we're talking. Bold, bold, bold Maybe that's because of uh, Lord Remington just said, oh, yes, she must be beside herself. <laughs> she must be a happy widow. You're not the only one. Merry widow. That interesting yeah a merry uh, I, all right i have one i'm gonna i'm gonna just spread the rumor of um people having noticed martha looking at remington and remembering that they were an item Ooh, uh, people before were, he yeah, left rumor is yeah, martha like, and remington you, had a fling did you see well they probably I, knew I, I don't look at it as like has it having been a secret thing i think it was just a thing and then it faded away and he married he married elizabeth uh but um I put it in as Martha and Remington have been making eyes at one another. Yes, perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Oh, who immediately yep. spread it? Somebody was like, yes. I'm spreading right. that one. I'm spreading right. that one. Perfect. Spreading that bitch. All right. And that is just uh, me and Jess again. Mm. What you thinking? I had one, but I realized they're both played by Rainey, so I'm going to think of something else. Yeah, bring you can it. Fuck Let's with Rainey. go. Fuck with me. Let's do go. it. No, 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 no. The two, no, the two characters I wanted to create drama with are like both played by Rainey. So That's like, fine. That's fine. No, I don't want to do that. I'm gonna There's nothing in here about no, the, yeah. I'm going to keep thinking. I mean, there doesn't have to be anything about Ludwig, but he is a giant piece of shit. Well, there should be something about Ludwig. Absolutely. Te technically, the Windrith turns tricks for yeah, money is probably yeah, spread gonna... by Ludwig. I don't know, or, no, though. If you're a stalker, you wouldn't really by him, But he's going to, if yeah. he hears that, he's going to, like, he's going to fucking be upset. Or That's something. big blackmail. <laughs> you know? That's big He's going to be upset or he's going to show up with some money, like. Yeah, or something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to, like, show up and ask her if it's true or something. Windrith's going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? Um. I'm going to put a rumor in uh, because there is someone that just has not been mentioned in a moment. Yeah, my, my poor Edith. Am I right? Xavier is secretly extremely wealthy is the rumor I'm going to create. Nice. I <laughs> love it. I love that. Because people saw Xavier that. with oh, that's Martha. A like, yeah, I'm like, he can't be a real governor. Look at this rube. <laughs> Well, plus I deck him out in like the nicest clothes, so everyone's just like, "What in the hell?" Or Xavier's after Martha's money. <laughs> so I will spread the Xavier's left, left behind a fucking just a wealth of just these brilliantly masterpiece carved katanas, like. <laughs> or maybe maybe they think he's really wealthy because they think he's uh he's like a bastard. He's like a hardcore bastard, and he's been 
Who are in it with Joffrey coming off the top? Why else would he be around the Harcourt so much? There's a lot of ways that 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 could be a rumor. From your first fling with Martha, Ah, (laughs) or or tie it into the um, the Joffrey skimming. They're not they're not romantically involved. She's his mom. (laughs) Oh wow! Harcourt is his dad. My poor oh, man. boy. My poor goodness. Xavier. Hey, I didn't start that. Savage. That is savage. Many reasons. I'm why just going to spread Remington and Thomas Fukuri are having a fling. It's a good one. Yeah. It is a very, very good one. <laughs> so, now you can't say shit about me and Edith. <laughs> So now said I had plans to. <laughs> that's a great scene with you and your daughter both confronting each other, and you both are actually queer. Are you? Wait, are you? Okay, are you? Bye. Yeah. High five. No, no more family hugging. We just. Yeah. <laughs> no, please. If you're queer, it's the finger guns. <laughs> that's how we communicate oh, okay. it's such an iconic queen <laughs> always Man. a little bit awkward like <laughs> i shoot a lot of finger guns and now i'm wondering what kind of energy i put out in the world i love it i do it all the time it's it's the bisexual finger gun is, oh, is gotcha. how i've had it to refer to me gotcha um i love it so now after all of these beautiful, crazy rivers have been started in society, we move to the epistolary phase. Oh, boy. So. You're going to write letters to people. Oh, so okay. everyone gets up to two letters. Ooh. These can be either from your major character or from your connection to any of the other major or connection characters or to an off-screen character, should you wish. So is this the connections we're playing or the connections to our so major characters? You are writing a letter from either your major character or the connection you're playing. So, so Paul, okay. So yep. So for you, it would either be Edith or Paul writing a letter. You could okay. also do just two from Edith, just two from Paul. You can also do only one if you wish. Okay. Uh, but everyone gets two. Uh, And replying to another character does count as one of yours if you wish to reply in a letter and not in a future scene that we'll handle next time, perhaps. I'm so tempted to have Paul write a letter to the Johnston brothers and just be like, yeah, that's actually awesome. Listen, here's the deal. I'm your business business partner. (laughs) I'm your goddamn partner, Indiana Jones. Hi, I got you. Don't give me right back, I promise. (laughs) I will use a token to have him right back to (laughs) it. We're just setting up Paul to just become this is kind of Paul becomes like a super wealthy booze baron. I love it. Oh my god, that's me. Yes, this is Donald and Alexander Johnston here with Lafroy. All right, let me think. Maybe that might actually be one. So how are we going to do that? Are we just going to like verbally like mm. speak the letter out? Yeah, that's probably yes. the best way. To, yeah, that, that is thinking you bury the letter. Do. Hmm. I'm copying and pasting something real quick on the history of Lefroy. <laughs> My God. Y'all need to know. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. This fucking copy paste bullshit doesn't work in chat. 
I'm gonna legitimately have to like. Oh no, we had to stop thing. it because of the the guy we just bounced. Uh, no, I box. just I deleted um. You can't post links in chat because of spots. Smart. I but can't copy, copy those texts either. You should be able to. Are you logged in? Oh, I got it. Oh, he's doing it in Zoom anyway. Oh, it's in Zoom. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I just. I, I'm here. sorry. That's how you spell that. Yeah, that's not how I. Th- I now now that I see it, I've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, I didn't recognize it when you pronounced it. It's a good scotch. Like, <laughs> I don't have it right now, but I did. Here's, here's where I'm going to, like, I'm not a big fan of the uh, Isla PD scotches. Yeah. Um, okay, I've got a letter. I got log of, I like log of wool more than All right, Amber, start us off. I've got a letter from Catherine to Lord Harcourt. Or Lord Remington, Remington, Harcourt. Remington, Remington. Harcourt. Lord Harcourt. Talk to Lord Harcourt. Uh, dearest Lord Harcourt, it has come to my attention that you're in possession of a rather extraordinary horse. I saw your performance and I was quite impressed with the creature. I've also heard that you are a man of adventure. And I was wondering if you would like to have a game. What do you say to a friendly wager between families? And basically, she wants to offer um, a bet at the race. Uh, you enter your horse. I will enter mine. If I win, get stud rights to your horse for a year. If you win, <coughs> help Ooh. me think of something that she could offer everyone. <laughs> Paul. Paul and his uh, distribution rights. Paul. Is that win. actually? Now, here's the thing. Bro. We haven't played Ooh, the scene yet. She loves her brother. She'd never want him in but, charge. He's not interested in. Hmm. But... That's what the Harcourts need some dough, yo. And I got a marrying age girl here. <laughs> and so, Paul, Edith. Oh, and the oh, worst part about this. She won't, she won't offer marriage, but she will offer to introduce them right. and let, see how actually, they get along. Here's, here's how we do. Let me, ref- let me respond to that. Okay. Yeah. No, no, so, no. Or, yeah, or, and if you, Wait. and then she'll leave it like that. Like, if you win, name That's a reasonable fine. price. Yeah. Now, can I, without us metagaming, the best part yeah. about that, Amber, and I don't even know if you know this, Paul will fuck this up because Paul yeah. is trying, no, 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 Paul is trying to fix the race and pull up producers to convince the owners of the bay, which he doesn't, I guess he does realize now is Remington, but also as represented by the circus of Bukali, to make more money losing the race than winning yeah. it. So yeah. like, so like he doesn't know that this is your plan and he's going to fuck it up. And one way or another, you guys are going to probably make out in this, but like <laughs> one of you is going to make pissed. out. They're going to no, make no. out. Yeah. No, <laughs> not like that. No, no. But like what, one of if the two. If they get caught looking like they fixed this bet from both ends, that'd be terrible. <laughs> but the thing is like one way Paul makes a ton of money. And that's a win, I guess. Not that you guys need more money. And the other way, Amber, you get stud rights from a great horse, you know, so and makes a bunch of money. Like either way, this family's coming out with a bunch of money. But like we're gonna piss each other off when we find out what the hell Fucking that was. Like, Catherine is way more interested in the horses than she is in the money. Like we have money. Oh, like, sure. what were you doing? <laughs> so so yeah, so okay. So Lord Remington writes back and he says, uh, my dearest Catherine, uh I'm afraid you know me too well. I am indeed always interested in both sport and adventure. I accept your terms. And for my end, well, I cannot help but notice that young Paul has grown into a strapping man. And, and my young Edith has also grown into a lovely young woman. And 
While I realize we cannot force matters of the heart, I think that's an introduction and perhaps nature runs its course could be something that would benefit both families in the long run. Catherine will accept his terms. She will, Done. Should, should he win? She will make introductions to these two young, two young people. And then <laughs> I get to role play with myself for five minutes. Uh, One of you is going to go monologue that was gonna be token. My rumor too. <laughs> monologue token, and then monologue token, and I'm just sitting here going like, Edith Paul. If a conversation between Edith and Paul happens, I will play Paul, so you can play your major character. Okay, that is what my job is. Okay, gotcha. No, we all become schizophrenic. Arguing with each other. Meanwhile, that's this is my letter. My first letter is going to be Barney writing a letter. Barney, Barnyard, Barnyard, Gillingham. E-I-E-I, oh my goodness. So I'm sorry, really quick, Jess, just to interrupt. So every time you say Barney and I do that, it's because when I was at the police academy, we had a guy in our class. He was the youngest kid in our class and his name was Robert Barker. So obviously we all called him fucking Bob Barker. Mm -hmm. And every time he would get called on for something during class, like we'd be talking about like criminal law. I'd be like, bubblegum blasted Bob Barker. Uh, come on down. The price is wrong, Bobby. It's so dumb, but it's funny. <laughs> I was just going to say that uh, Barney is writing a letter to the Ellingsworth family asking to hire them to set up a stable at his estate for his brand new horse that he is about to acquire. You bitch, you ain't getting anywhere near this horse. <laughs> Wait, first off, there isn't the Ellingsworth estate isn't a thing, right? Yeah, no. No, no, they're poor. No, no, he's he's writing down. to hire the Ellingsworth to set up a stable on oh, his gotcha, estate. Gotcha, gotcha. For the brand new Which horse is good for Wintrith. Would that go mm. to Ludwig? Would that letter go to Ludwig? Oh. No. Uh, so she's just renters. I would he say, unless is... he opens her mail, if they mm. shows it back. Right. So <laughs> I will say that could be a token. Like Ludwig. This is super dramatic. Her mail. Oh my yeah. god. Uh, mm. d- Christian as the mm-hmm. man playing the the douchebag. Uh, <laughs> the sack of sh- the overstuffed <laughs> sack of shit. Would you like to... two pounds of shit and a one pound bag? Do you wish to have Ludwig uh, intervene and get that letter before Winter's does? <gasps> that's so douchey. Yeah, I, I guess pay... that's totally his thing. But okay. he, but he's what he does is he like because back then they like you know they did the wax seal on the letters, so he probably like heats it a little bit to open it and wow. read it, but then he like reseals like, it. Oh, I accidentally he's, opened your mail. Yeah, he's like he's just total. Uh, yeah. so, uh, so a coke uh, token at all justice since you cannot fix it, Christian. So a token mm-hmm. is going from Ludwig to Windra. Fucking bag of dicks. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, Jess, if you want to detail that letter from from Barney. Please. Oh crap! I don't have words for this. It's, it's you have this, just... Jess. You've got this. <laughs> it's pretty it. much just. Uh... Embrace dear, the barnyard. Go, dear Ellingsworth family and Ellingsworth. Yo, Mudwitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's probably Listen not even nice. And he's like, this is what I want you to do. Yeah, I uh, I require Goddamn your services peasant. on this date. Blah 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 blah. I will please many report to my estate here. Yes, report to my estate here. At the bottom, if you can't read. 
<laughs> if you don't know your letters, oh, yeah. show All this to that. your landlord. All He's a standing gentleman. Oh, that's it. That's the that's the reason. Yeah, right? sure. Oh, yeah. Ludwig, yeah, Ludwig's just like, I don't know if you can read, so I opened it for you. So, oh, ooh, so so here's the thing, okay. There's two ways that Ludwig can go with this, all right. Mm-hmm. It's good if they have money because then they can pay him. But so then she's less dependent upon him and less. Desperate. And he wants that. So I'm almost thinking he should lose that letter. Yeah, like he's he responds with no or like fuck you, right? Mm. On behalf of us. And then mm. there's like a huge fucking resentment from Bar- Barney and yes. uh Windrith. And Windrith is none the wiser. She doesn't know why Barney yes. fucking let's let's All go with that. So, this is why we're gonna kill again. <laughs> so Christian, I told Troy, I told Troy when we were discussing this earlier, I'm like, my goal is to get you guys to hate Ludwig so much that you kill him. So there's like another murder <laughs> so on possible. your hands. I mean, possible. which one's being killed here? Both. Why not? <laughs> well, we can kill Barney and Ludwig. I don't think Barney deserves death. I just Barney doesn't deserve awful. death. Uh, so Christian, if you want to um, respond, that will be your yeah. second so, letter. So Ludwig, Ludwig intercepts the letter. He, wow. Fucking piece of shit. Wow. He, he reads it and then he responds with, um, dear Mr. Gillingham, uh, I regret that I'm unable to take you up upon this offer because the um, burden of taking care of my, my ill father uh, is too much for me and I, and I couldn't possibly bring on anything else. But uh, thank you. And then he just like signs her name on it and says, like, Did this bitch tell me no? <laughs> like, yeah. this has never this? happened to you before. Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, Troy and Rainey, you guys have not sent any letters yet. What are you thinking? Yeah, I have to do the Paul to the Johnston brothers. I have to. Do it. <laughs> yes. like, it's too funny. Yes. Um, Paul I'll in like one absolute <laughs> desperation. Like, Johnston brothers, help. <laughs> yeah, like um no he Without actually your consent he's, i he's, have procured shipments to england he is he's actually smarter than that uh he because i think he's, that had good, he's had a good uh governor he yeah he benefited from being young enough um or actually well he was what 14? first letter goes to xavier xavier what do i say Johnston. um no but i think that paul did well enough um like you know, he he knows enough that uh, he does write a letter that says like um, he like it says, uh, dear Johnson brothers, like uh, through word uh, and um, a tasting of your new product, I have found uh, interest in my local region. I would like to discuss potentially um, investing in your endeavors in return for uh, a share of the profits as a distributor. Or, you know what I mean? Like a, mm-hmm. so like he tries to set up and like, he's not. Like I want a contract. Is it yeah, he's there? not yeah. exactly like, you know, um, the most bi- like business minded. Um, Cause again, he's 17, but like at but this point. he got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, he's got the money to put up for it. And he's got the go get it. Cause he wants to prove himself so bad to Catherine. Taking big uh, moves. Yeah, he like, cause I was actually thinking this earlier, Amber, when you said Catherine doesn't care about the money, she cares about the horses. Paul doesn't care about the money. He cares about proving that he can do something himself. And if that comes with a lot of money, then great. You know what I mean? 
Um, and I think I think that even in the letter, like he name drops like Lord Remington Harcourt and like you know what I mean, like <laughs> it may work out. In your I favorite. was having a yeah. drink with which, Lord Remington. Yeah, and which may not like work that out. Oh, no, wrong. <laughs> I was just gonna say if you name drop, you know, future Parliament leader yeah. Gillingham, I that might get you places. I have the perfect thing, Rainy. I would actually like to spend one of my letter tokens writing you back on behalf of the Johnston brothers. Troy? Oh, no. Troy? Sarah's cutting you off. Oh, Sarah's got it. You do not have to worry about that. Yes. Because, oh, wait, they were going to send their emissary, Robert, to meet with him. That's yeah. that's what they were going to do. He will that's be getting a response. Okay, I'm so Robert with the drawing. <laughs> he will be getting a response next session. Don't okay. you worry. That's All right. awesome. So, all right, in that case, I will use, um, I will use one of my letters um, to write to Lord Remington as well. Man, yes. I'm a popular dude. Yes. Yes. He doesn't get home and there's a stack of fucking mail waiting. <laughs> <laughs> you leave and go to Canada for a year, you come home with all this mail. I want to say, say he gets this letter after he already wrote back to Barney, okay? He wrote to no, Red, Catherine? writing as? Paul. Uh, Catherine, Catherine, yeah, Catherine. Yeah, he wrote to Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. Okay. Who are you writing as? Windrith? Yes. So okay. this letter, here's what I'm gonna do. So after the event happened at the, the carnival, where my dad had like a seizure thing, we obviously all went home. And I took my dad out, uh, just me and him on horseback, and we went to this like our little zen place like it's this little meadow that we have on the edge of our land and it overlooks a little creek right and it was like it was nighttime out it was dark um we only had the light of like a little fucking shitty lantern and the stars above us right and i'm writing as i'm writing this letter i'm reading it out loud to my father okay and i'm writing this letter and i'm addressing it to remington because i found out that he is um uh Edith's dad. And I say oh, something along the lines of this. Oh, oh shit. This is going to be a goodness. big fucking letter here. Try to say. Oh, just go. To Lord Remington. My name is Windrith, Erling Ellingsworth. I wanted to write to you because Edith. Your daughter has changed my life recently. I hear that you are a man of adventure. You've traveled the world. I hear you even been to my home country. So when I want to talk to you about the vast green hills, the way that they shine with the dew of fresh morning rain, and how that reminds me of Edith's eyes. You will understand. Your daughter reminds me of a time when life was simpler, before the war. I find myself now in a land that I'm unfamiliar with. I came here trying to escape war, but instead I found an enemy that's camouflaged. I don't know how to find them, and I don't know how to fight them. I was raised to be brave and courageous. The measure of a man or a woman could be determined 
by the dirt under their nails and the sweat on their brows. And here, those characteristics are lost. I find myself uncertain in many things right now, Lord Remington. But one thing that I am certain in is that I love your daughter, Edith. And I am asking you her hand in marriage. I cannot offer her titles or land or riches, but I can offer her safety. I can offer her hope and I can show her a world that is hers for the taking. If you are but willing to toil the soil and grab the treasures that the land has given all of us, it's right there for the taking. I implore that this letter finds you in good graces and I hope to meet you one day. Also, your swordsmanship was impressive and you ride a horse damn well. Sincerely, Windrith Erling Ellingsworth. I am so off token. Beautiful. Can we resolve token during the letter mode? Uh, for what? I feel like that letter should get intercepted by someone. Like it's Ooh. it's way too it's way like too Joffrey? personal, and way too much. Like yeah, like either Joffrey or you know what? Joffrey is perfect. On the way out L- Ludwig, like, Ludwig already did one. I mean, it, Ludwig would make sense because and, and that would be another one he would just burn. And then there would be then there would be animosity yeah. between Remington and Windrith. Yeah. Oh, Joffrey is a good like, one because they're broke and like. There's yeah, a Joffrey, but yeah, Joffrey here, and then there's this yeah. Dirt yeah, that would be a big like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yep, that saves the gallery, though. So, yeah. uh, and Joffrey opens the mail. is concerned, he receives and opens the mail because that's what he's had to do all these months mm-hmm. that his mm-hmm. boss has been away. Well, and even then, Remington isn't going to want to open the mail, like, he's not that, like, he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. I got a whole pile letters right now. Yeah. And keeps the mail that's not. Yeah. And he I really like this letter. because Joffrey is he would be extremely conflicted by this. Yeah. Because on the one hand, yeah. it's his job and it's his duty, and it has been for many years to keep track of like the fortunes and the estate of the Remingtons. However, he was also kind of a father figure to to eat it. Like yeah. dad was fucking Remington was gone. He was out fucking parading around the world. And Joffrey was here and he probably like, he probably like remembered the time when Edith was like, I don't know, fucking had something happen that was important to her or like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and he was there. the one that she ran to like to help yeah. um, with boy problems or whatever, you know. <laughs> That's I'm also not, a conflict. I'm a woman. Like, what do I do? And Joffrey's like, holy fuck. I don't know. I don't know. But, and then but people start there. screaming for the maid. They're like, they're yeah. like, Marianne, Marianne. <laughs> but like, my point is, though, he was there. So I feel like he would be extremely conflicted by that. It wouldn't be like as cut and dry as like, oh, fuck this. Like, barnyard, billing, burning. No. So, and that's so, another conflict, too, because he genuinely loves her, wants what's best. And he knows, though, like in this good society, what is actually better for you, love or money? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that he perfect. could, with the best of intentions, think like, he doesn't want her to die poor. Like people die when they're poor. <laughs> like, you know, they suffer. Yes. So I will say this is definitely <laughs> something you to. can. Go ahead, Sarah. Or Jess. Yeah, what did you say, Sarah? Jess? No, no, what? go ahead, Sarah. Uh, no, I, this is definitely a bird. Uh, definitely something you could spend a resolve token on. 
Um, you can have it come from either Catherine or Martha. It doesn't really matter. Um, and it would go to uh, Windrith, right? I'm interrupting. Yeah, it would go to Windrith. Windrith. Yeah, it would go to Windrith. Windrith's just mm-hmm. swimming in was All right. Again. Yeah, I gotta fuck that one up. You put you laid it bare in a letter. Oh, dangerous girl. <laughs> yeah. Four resolve tokens well, right now. She one, she's four, and two, she's not noble. She doesn't know how to play that very careful yep. wording game. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So the the crazy thing is though is that if that letter did get to Remington first, who is like a noble man of good society, it actually probably would have been very effective because he doesn't give a f. Yeah, like Remington does not give a fuck at all. He would have been like, "Oh, do you love this girl? Sweet, yeah." Like yeah. Joffrey, how are the books looking? Um, you know, they're they're perfect. They're excellent. <laughs> He's like, most of them are brown. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. All right. So, got letter, letters okay. all around except for Christian. Who's next? I got one left too. Uh, I did too. I did. No, no, I responded. I'm saying everyone has another letter around except for Christian. Oh, yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Got gotcha. you. That's because so, everybody um, writes to me. I'm just so fucking popular. So, oddly enough, before Troy jumped in with that, I was going to say Edith was going to write a letter to Windrith. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, except not so uh, bearing of the heart and soul. <clears throat> uh, presumably, word get, got around that um, Wintrith's father suffered uh, yes. a, a something. So the letter is a perfect way to veil a discussion and express my condolences as Edith. So my letter opens something along the lines of Wintrith. I'm terribly sorry to hear of your father's condition worsening, and I hope that there's that you never feel um, hesitation to come to me if you or your family need help. Uh, as someone who so very frequently does not have a father around, uh, I mu- I cannot understand what you go through uh, with a father continually present, but um, in such poor conditions. Indisposed. So, uh, despite this, I understand the love of uh, a, a daughter to a father, and like which even stings probably even more as she just wrote a letter to Edith's father. Um, and then I it, like from the Paul. letter. Real quick, Rainy, this is from Paul to Windrith. No, no this is Edith, Edith to Windrith. Edith to Windrith. Okay. Yes. So she's expressing her condolences about your father's condition worsening and says, "Never hesitate to you know come to me if you or yours need anything." Um, she says, I've always uh, enjoyed our discussions and your very unique uh, view of the world. It is refreshing and something about uh, something about our talks lingers in my mind for days on end. And like, it's this very carefully worded, you're always like, I'm always thinking of you. I don't know what it is. I can't you know, whatever, but it's, it's veiled very well. And like, I hope your family's well, I hope, you know, you know, you can come to me and like, you know, I joke about like, you've still yet to come see my horse. I feel that you must call upon her soon. She is, um, her temperament is worsening. Uh, I think that someone like you, it has uh, a grumpy ass horse. <laughs> well, but like she says it. So it's like, uh, I wonder if she would find your presence as comforting as I do and things like that. Um, yeah, and it basically just ends with like, um, as you know, um, 
my father intends to, uh, you know, find a suitor in, in short time. I hope that between this festival and the season uh, and, and the winter or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, I hope we have one more uh, like summer or something. You know what I mean? Like she just says something along the lines of like, betrothed, yeah. and, uh, and ends the letter mm-hmm. very um, hopeful, but like basically really saying like, we got to figure something out. Yep. Nice. Excellent. Cheat. Shit. And let me know if I start cutting in and out because my computer just said my internet's getting spotty. You're so. good. All right. I would also like to. I have one more letter, right? You do. Okay. Um. Let's see, Xavier. I yeah. I also I have a letter that I want to send to Lord Remington Harcourt. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> Nobody needs me alone. Hey, you come back and yeah. you're a big deal, Dad. Yeah. Papa, Daddy. Yeah. Oh God. I can't send a letter on behalf of Martha, can I? No. Ever would have to do that. Yeah, it would only it have to be. Only be Ludwig head. or Windred. Windred. Yep. <laughs> Ludwig hasn't sent any letters, has he? No, you don't. You'd send us Jeffrey. Jeffrey or Windred. Yeah, Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey would send a letter. It'd be who? Yeah. yeah, it's whoever you're playing. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jeffrey to Paul, buddy. Jeffrey to Paul, let's go. I am going to send a letter from... Ah, I can't do that because I play both of the characters. Damn. Jeffrey to win. You could. You just don't read a response immediately. I am going to send a letter to Paul from Jeffrey saying, let's meet at the Ives estate on such and such date and time. But it's a date and time that he knows Windriff is going to be there. Okay, at the Ives State. Okay. Nice. Nice, nice. Okay. Oh, okay. That's to Paul from Jeffrey. Yeah. Yep. And Ooh. you're basically saying, meet me in the stables when you know like Windrith is gonna be there. Oh man, they're gonna have something out here. Oh shit. Ooh, okay. Oh. Yep. Yep. Oh That's shit. What, what is Jeffrey thinking? This is a conflicted man right now. He's got a lot mm-hmm. on his mind. All right. A lot of responsibility. Just what do you got, Xavier? Uh, I was just going to say, Christian, did you, have you done a letter yet? Did you? Have no, I just have to respond to everybody because they keep writing to me. Yeah, so uh, all you can do is respond to so much okay. fucking I'm mail. just like, I watch mail. Gotcha. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, Xavier is going this to t- write. This takes one of his letters, but he looks at Martha and he's like. <laughs> in like drawing form he sends a dick shaped smoke signal he, he sends an original Robert an original, original Robert original Robert oh, no. uh, oh my god when we eventually start making shirts even though this was never streamed we should just have a stick figure with like you know what I mean like, and it says original Robert this says an original Robert I drew Robert's French girl picture yeah. on a joke card yeah it just says, it just says how do you feel about nudity <laughs> Yes, we should do it's that. It's a really t-shirt. long Absolutely. t-shirt and the back has bare ass cheeks printed on it. <laughs> Nightgown. If you if you use your Jeff Bezos money to subscribe to DMs after dark, you can make this qual- happen with enough. This is the quality merch you get from us. <laughs> Go ahead, Jess. Don't don't allow these chaos Thanks, beasts Christian. to distract you. Yes. <laughs> I will do my best. Uh it just says uh Lord Harcourt, we didn't get a chance to speak 
during the festivities today. Welcome home. Um, I'm not sure if you remember me, but I am Xavier Delphi. You hired me to teach your child. I was hired. <laughs> teach my kid, of course. I, <laughs> I was hired to uh, teach and educate Edith. Uh, she is a remarkable young woman, and she is bold. She is intelligent. Um, you should be very proud of the person she has become, and she makes good decisions for herself. I hope you are well. Know that all is good here, and um, hopefully we will meet soon. Yes, stay the fuck away from my woman. <laughs> I don't think he noticed that. that make eyes. I don't think other. he did. Either. It right. doesn't um, say that. So do I get to uh, do I get to respond again or or no? I, I have two. Uh you you that you kind of have your two. Um, you guys will meet in person. Yeah, I have to yeah, yeah. in person. No. It's fine. Some of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's the sort of thing you might yeah just be like yeah. yeah I'll just yeah, yeah. I'll catch up with you, Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no response. Uh, Amber. It's just you now. <laughs> One letter left. Uh, yeah, it's going to be from Martha to Xavier. And it's going to be a poem. Oh. It is a, it's a, it's a poem um, that has lots of descriptions of nature and the changing of the seasons um, and just like imagery about the natural lands and natural environments. But it's very, very risque at the same time. Oh, no. <laughs> and the gist, the gist of the poem, uh, all, all in innuendo, nothing makes Explicit, but it, at the same time, even a nerd like him, especially because I'm sure he has studied poetry, cannot deny the undertones there. But basically, it is um, it's kind of a kind of urging him to be more bold and to take action, sort of thing. Rainy, how did you know these moments? <laughs> Rainy just writes in our chat, "You are a geyser. I am a you cavern." Are. Is <laughs> maybe maybe between sessions i'll rack my brain for some actual lines of poetry and then excerpts from the poem for you please, we'll see. please do <laughs> but yeah that's that the gist of it lots of nature imagery yeah. undeniably risque undertones and the the theme of it here is encouraging him to sort of seize the moment act a little more bold I love the idea too of Edith being like, oh, you got a letter from Martha. Let me see. And he's like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not for young Flushing eyes. so red. <laughs> oh my. All right. And with that beautiful innuendo filled look at the beautiful world around us, we wrap up the epistolary section. Um, so, and that is where we will, I think, pause for tonight because I do not want to start another novel chapter um, until next time. Chapter two next. Um, mm -hmm. So I so there are there are a couple types of novel chapters. Um, the last one was the festival was what we would call an event chapter where it all takes place in one setting. I believe it is very appropriate for next one to be a visitation where we because we have a During lot the of day before the next day of the festival and the yep, races calls. people going around. It was just stirring yeah. shit, arranging shit. Yeah. Yes. And I think we will we'll have the visitations and lead that into an event, kind of make a one longer novel chapter of all the, nice. the chaos. That's excellent. Um, uh, and I will I will leave it off at um as you all send all your, your beautiful letters out into the world, though some get fulfilled, some get intercepted. Uh, and we will we will pick up with this in Lord Remington is crushed beneath the weight of all of his male <laughs> one foot like twitching. So <laughs> uh, everyone, drink. 
everyone with he's a liquid fasting you and he's like that's right i uh, made big stir with my appearance everybody wants a piece of this everyone with a liquid near you uh drink we got a hydrate redeem in chat it's for it's for me i was gonna take a oh. sip so i just went take i got a sip. my tea is empty but i have a water bottle there Ayo. you go uh so oh, classy troy you're drinking uh lafroig and doritos out of a straw <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, and uh, Jess, if you decide you want to get rid of that room or out of stream between the two weeks, I have an alternate room where I can swap yep. in before we start the next okay. one. So just I, let me I'm, know. I'm sure it's yeah. fine. I think it's fine. It's going to fade anyway, probably. So yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah if it doesn't get spread. I'm going to fucking kill Ludwig anyway. As the, ga- as the groundskeeper in Bluebeard's Bride, I'm always interested in exploring angry feminist themes. <laughs> so. All right. So thank you guys for, for joining us for this you know, every, every time I think I can wrangle, and every time I am very, very. Oh, we wrong. did good. I think this one went well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good because I burger oh, kitty. Oh, her little face. Uh, we leave y'all tonight with burger. That's like the best way to end things. So thank you guys so much for for joining us here at good old DMs After Dark. Uh, we really do appreciate it. <gasps> Baby Swiss is here as well. See, we we Baby give Swiss. you guys cats. Baby Swiss looks so confused. <laughs> Baby Swiss struggled a lot less than Burger did. Burger was like braced against me real hard. I was like, say hi. And she's like, no. Swiss is just like. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to interact with us, we are on all social medias at DMs After Dark. Uh, and you can also email us at dmsafterdark at gmail.com if you wish to do so. We also have a podcast. We have, you know, if you just search for DMs After Dark in any of your podcast apps, uh, we put the audios of all of our sessions up as well as our original podcast, Modified Roles, where we talk about DM tips and all that. Um, and if you do enjoy <laughs> listening to our podcast, uh, consider rating it. That really would help it get seen. Um, we appreciate all of the, you know, reviews and love we've we've gotten and you know, hope that more people like it and more people can enjoy the insane weirdness that we throw out into the world. Uh, so thank you everyone so much. And we will see you in two weeks for a bizarre series of visitations and curse words, I'm sure. Chapter two. <laughs> Meetings. Right. Oh, thanks everyone. Um, thank you everyone. Thank quick, you so much. Shit, I don't have a good, I don't have a good outro. Someone give me something. Um, stay insert, insert, uh, insert, stay, 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 stay social, <laughs> stay, stay social, stay fancy, stay fancy is good. Stay no, fancy. we're not fancy. Hey, I'm fancy. You, know you talk for yourself tonight. Stay scandalous. Stay fuck Ellie. Come and fuck Ellie. He says good night. Mon Dieu. Goodbye. Bon, mon Dieu. Adieu. Bonjour. Bon voyage. Au revoir. Take care, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>